All righty, folks. Welcome back to the Off Center Archers podcast. This is Anthony. And we and have Dougie. a couple of people. <laughs> yes, we got a couple of people in the house today with us. We have Angel from High Power Archery Podcast and also hey, hey. Rich from the Archery Geek Outdoors Podcast. Evening, guys. And I promise I'm staying off the JD honey tonight. Oh, come on, man. Oh, you suck. <laughs> so, anyway. Hey, do you know if you've been on my OnlyFans page? Jesus. We're going to start it off like that. All right. <laughs> um, so we got Link the whole below. group of guys together today for basically uh, a review for us of what we've seen from the ATA show this year. So you're probably going to hear what we like, what we don't like. People are probably going to get butthurt about the shit we don't like. That's too bad. Keep Check your feelings at the door. And uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be what it is. So where does everybody want to start off? Which products? Do we want to go sites first? Which way do we want to go here? I suggest we start with the bows because okay. that was the, the biggest thing that a lot of people were looking at between the new Dudley bows, some of the new bears, and the lack of new bows that they only show there versus what they've already released since October. Right, right. All right, so we all know that since me, Doug, and Angel all shoot PSEs, PSC released a couple of bows this year. They released the Fortis in a 30 and a 33-inch uh, version, the new Dudley bow, the Unite, which is a 32-inch axle-to-axle bow, the uh, teaser, I guess, of the Shootdown Pro Edition was there, which they didn't seem to do any videos about that whatsoever. Um, yeah, that was scoured weird. the internet for those. Mm -hmm. So... All right, so what's everybody's opinion on the new PSC? We'll start with PSE first. What's, what are you guys' opinion on the release that they had? I, I started watching it and got bored very quickly, in all honesty. <laughs> <laughs> Just Was it the really Dudley video or, or the other one? Because Dud uh, Dudley has a tendency to kind of be kind of dull. Uh, yeah, I, I, but he I started excited watching about the Dudley one. one. Apparently, I've been told if you play him at 1.25 speed, he's a lot better. <laughs> oh, it's like a podcast. Wow. You got to speed it up. Ah. <laughs> Jesus. Now, the bow looked nice, I thought. Mm. And all the everyone's going with the new Picatine rail for the sites now. And, he, and, of course, he claims that, oh, I had this idea back when I first came here. But we waited for the rest of the market to catch up before we did it. Made no sense. He wanted to put everything I, up. I saw that. The, way, the way he said it when he was talking to PJ Riley was like he was almost claiming he'd invented the Picatinny rail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. He was kind of saying that, that he originally came up with, he, he said that he came up with the original vision for the bow where everything was connected via Picatinny. And now they just told him, no, just do the site, don't do anything else. Because he wanted to do the side mount bar, everything with it. And I'm like, Okay, that to me is a little overboard. I I understand the site, but your your bars and everything else. No, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, this I don't, year I don't seems get to be part. the year. To, this year definitely seems to be the year of we did some overboard shit. I mean, you put Picatinny rails on everything, and then we ain't got any room to make fun of Matthews anymore for their thousand dollar fucking stabilizer setups. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it's kind I, of like I, the same I, thing, except you know. 
at least with Matthews, there's makes like more holes sense. in the riser, and you could pretend like you're, you know, at least getting a fuck worth out of, you know, putting a stabilizer in since you're sliding in and out, whatever, you know. <laughs> I'm just waiting for a Chinese just company to match the hole. I'm waiting for a Chinese company to match the size of the Matthews stuff, so they come up with some Chinese carbon stabilizer that costs fifty bucks that you stick in there instead of the ones they make. You're like, here's our <laughs> Chinese one that fits right in there, it costs fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. <laughs> it wouldn't shock me, and they'll just have someone just slap a Sanlita fucking sticker right on it, be good to go. You know, instant <laughs> importation to the U.S. You know. Yeah. Ish. So, so from PSC, it's like, okay, we waited. I don't think that there was a release of a Dudley Bow last year at all. So uh, wasn't the levitate went, technically? The, the levitate. Yeah, the levitate was uh, kind of it. Yeah, but in carbon, as far as a regular aluminum bow, they didn't release anything because mm-hmm. the embark was the year before. Right. So mm-hmm. he had like aluminum, aluminum, and then nothing because no one was spending nineteen hundred dollars on a carbon. Mm-hmm. Um, then they updated the carbon, which he didn't really make it sound too good when they were talking about that. Like, Oh yeah, yeah. That's the new carbon uh, version of it. And um, yeah, they, they added that. He didn't seem like he was so hyped about it. Um, and he, he was like, I'm really proud of, of the new unite and everything. Like I've been waiting for it for years. Uh, okay. And I looked at it and it's like, aside from that Pinkerton thing, there's not much else going on with that, but was that for the new, you know, it's got the new system on it with, with the new, um, with the new axle and those new shims on it. Aside from that, it's pretty much an Evo EBL uh, and the new cam that they designed for it. That's about it, which is the e, the the EC2 cam. That's all it is, or the easy cam, as yeah, he calls it. he calls it the easy cam. You know, I don't know. To me, that's like slapping the company you work for, saying that. Yeah. Apparently, he must have wanted to call it the easy cam, and they didn't like it. I'm sure I heard heard rumors that they did not like some of the way he presented his uh, new bow. I'm I'm sure. Shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the the only thing I will say about it, normally when he presents something since he's been with PSE, there's a whole bunch of hype about it. It wasn't too much hype about it this time because it seemed like he was just talking there in the middle of the floor and people still walking around, whatever. And like not many people were paying attention to him. Whereas the last time there was like visibly a crowd around him when he announced the, the carbon bow and all that this time, there was like not really much going on. So maybe it was a little, uh, a little too little too late when it came to re- announcing this one, they probably should have brought it out last year instead of holding it back. Yeah. But could that be something to do? I mean, at the time when he went to PSE, he was one of the, I hate to use a term, but he was one of the biggest archery influencers out there, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes, he was. Oh, yeah. Now, I, th- I remember I that day. Chris B. stolen his crown somewhat. <laughs> well, he, um, like, like I said the last time we talked, the, the big deal with him was he got too, too heavily into the clothing company that he signed up with. And he was, yeah, he got too, too involved with them from what, I'm seeing right now. And he even stopped his podcast. The guy used to release podcasts every week. Then it was every month. Then it was every three months. Now he barely ever cranks one out. Um, Except for recently, he started pumping them back out. I just, it was one puff at ATA pretty much. Yeah. And, and I think he's trying to maybe resurrect up. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there was like a few that you could tell he planned it uh, for there, but will he ever resume doing it the way it was? Cause that's how he, he really got people listening to him. You know, even though some people may not care for the way he speaks. If you don't think, the way he speaks is great. Uh, you should hear my first couple of podcasts. I sounded like I was going to put somebody to sleep. But uh, yeah, so he. I found you very riveting, if that makes anything. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, so he, he lost a little bit of fire. Somebody that likes Angel's voice. <laughs> yes. I, I, yes. 
I think he lost a little bit of the fire since he's been with PSC. I don't know why. Uh, it's hard to say. So either he lost his focus or he tried to do something. Because remember, his big thing for moving to PSC, they're going to let me design my own bow, mm-hmm. especially after Hoyt pissed him off and gave Cam Haynes his own bow. Uh, he wanted to do it. Why not me? He went to PSC and PSC let him do it the first year. I mean, like right before the show when he signed. And then I guess it was kind of a lull the last two years. Nothing really happening. He comes out with this. So I don't know if he's not happy or whatever the deal is. But there wasn't anywhere near the hype for this bow as there was before. And honestly, I don't know if you saw the ads on Facebook for this thing before it came out. Nope. It, all I saw was Unite. 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 Yeah, unite. That, that day at 12 o'clock, oh, I'm like, what shit. the hell are you talking about? Okay. No, I do actually <laughs> remember seeing that. And I don't remember seeing that. I was like, oh, look, it's some social justice bullshit and kept scrolling. Thank you. I, I'm starting <laughs> that everyone's going to get together at 12 o'clock on this that day awesome. for the ATA. Was and I'm like, coming back. This was the worst plan thing in the world because that's the name of the fucking bow. Yeah, <laughs> like what? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't you think it's a good name. No, it's not. I, 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 I don't know if it was PSC or him who was doing it, but I, I did not know the entire time that they were having those little Facebook things before. It's going on for like three or four days before. That they were talking about the name of the bow. I thought they were taking, like you said, some kind of social justice nonsense, or we're all going to gather for the ATA and unite together. I'm like, and then uh, I find out that's the name of the bow. I'm like, are you shitting me? <laughs> that's what your brain meant. My brain went, oh, look, great. Another company's going social justice. It's time for me to sell my fucking you. boat. <laughs> right. Which company out here is the most redneck fucking patriotic fuckers? That's who's getting the fucking money from me now. <laughs> like, who's next? Now, he says that they he says it was always the plan to call it the unite for the last couple of years and i'm like dude you could have thought of another name between now and then yeah and, and no. why of all things would you go to like one of their I'm most popular for- size bows that they've made in the most recent years like oh it's a 32 inch guess what they just had the evl 32 which was phenomenal which i still own it's like oh yeah. wow you added a second burger hole in a solid slider cool all right <laughs> so it's like you know fine yeah i'm more no, then, to me my, the biggest thing is like okay cool there's part there's version two of the ec cam cool i've come to really like this cam now over getting over my fucking yeah. like, craziness about wanting speed 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 because when i first shot the the uh the evolve cam i was like no this is a target cam this thing is not aggressive it's lazy but well whatever yeah now i'm like cool i'm like oh shit there's finally version two all right cool it's about time because when i shot when i shot the other versions of them i shot the e2 cam and the s2 cam on an omen i shot both versions of it yeah and it's kind of weird where i didn't like the e2 cam which is supposed to be the less aggressive one and i was like the Uh s2 is the shit (laughs) like this is like inertia on modernized crack <laughs> this bitch yeah. is ready to go you know and the, the, well that's why i tried those cams and i didn't like them i'm like uh no i think i'll just stay with my evl and yeah. an ac cam i don't like this mm-hmm. um but there so let, let me just say this before i go on what i'm about to say i do like john dudley i followed him for oh, many yeah. many years i think he's a solid guy and everything else mm-hmm. however I think the reason a lot of people at PSE may have gotten pissed off at him is something that he said during the launch and during the PJ interview. He said about the the cable rod. 
He right. said, you know, and this one doesn't offer an adjustable cable rod because I don't think that people are ready to know how to change that or turn it around, should not be playing with that because they're actually doing more damage than anything else. We're getting clearance problems, all kinds of stuff like that. We got to take that out of people's hands. He didn't say it in exactly those words, but that's what he meant, which was almost saying, you shouldn't be able to change your own shit. This is going to stay like here because I say it's supposed to be here. Now, in short term, I think the customers are stupid. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm relatively certain that pissed a lot of people off, especially the people at PSE, because the last thing that you want to do is come up with something on your brand new release that's saying you as the consumer are a fucking idiot and we're doing it like this to stop right. you from breaking something. I agree. It should have been huge. like, because originally when he did that, he did that with the original knock on bow. I know with the Embark, the Embark had the same thing. It wasn't yeah. adjustable. It was locked in place. Mm -hmm. And he said better than what he said this time back then. He said, here, this is the most common position that I found works on this bow. So instead of having it shake loose or something like that, we set it permanently there. And everybody accepted that. But the way he said it this time, quite honestly, pissed a lot of people off. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, when yeah. I saw it, I'm like, you did not just fucking say that. Mm -hmm. Because the average guy wants to have a lot of tunability. Everything right now, since Bowtech and Elite and all that, their trademarks have been the end user has all the tunability options at home because they should be able to decide what works for them. You just spit in the face of all that and said, fuck you, I'm taking it away because you're too stupid. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, that flies in the face of what Bowtech and Elite have been doing. I mean, weren't it, didn't Elite make a big thing of the tunable, adjustable roller yes. guard? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now you've got the set system. Bowtech have got that. Is it the deadlocking cam system where you move the cams? You know, you move the limbs. Right. Everybody's trying to make it easier for guys to work on their bows at home where they yeah. don't need a press. Well, that's the idea. One of the biggest names in archery saying, that's... you fuckers are too stupid to know what you're doing. <laughs> There's no I, really I... way to get around that. It's like, mm, that's pretty much what it works No, there isn't. There really the isn't. Is I've spoken to him before. He's a very nice guy. I don't think he really meant to say it that way, no. but it came out that way. <laughs> that was the Freudian and... slip. <laughs> <laughs> the Freudian slip. That's He's it. Like, that I was the Freudian slip. Like, I, don't th I don't think people should be fucking with this because they're kind of dumb. Like, oh, hey. shit. <laughs> so granted, PSE did come out with this adjustable spacer system and all that. A little too late to the market with it. Um, all their bows are going to have it now. Well, most of the flagship bows will have it. The carbons have it. Um, a little late to the market, considering that you can adjust the, the position of the cam on an Elite and a Bowtech without a press. This one may be easy to swap, but you still need a press. So that pissed people off a little bit because if you could have done it in a special way to let you slip them out without the need for a press, a lot more people would be happy. But Right. Even though the world is going to everybody having their own home shops and all that. I mean, look at the stuff that, you know, last chance put out. Guess what? That's not oh, geared God. toward a pro shop. That's geared towards a home user. Exactly. Um, a home user who actually doesn't know any fucking better, but, but it's a home user thing. Um, PSC is just like, well, now uh, you got to buy a bow press if you want to do this at home. And not a lot of people willing to lay out four or $500 on the cheapest bow press that LCA makes um, because everybody else's bow press. I can speak from experience because I have like three of them. Um, 
Last Chance is the cheapest with their green, and everybody else goes upwards of $1,000 for their stuff. Yep. So yeah, I've seen folks raving about that spike press profit. The spike press is probably one of the nicest press you can find. It has a lot of modules that go on it and all that. Nobody's going to buy one for home use because they're going to wind I I got a guy who I showed some tuning to and had to do it, yeah. and he's one of these who, like, I want to do this on my own and buy his own stuff. He just bought a spike press, cost him almost $2,800 for all the accessories Jesus. he put on it. $2,800 for bow press accessories? Fuck you. Yeah, because wow. you have to get special teeth for Matthews, special teeth for Hoyt, special teeth for this, oh, for that. Wait. Matthews needs a specialty part? No shit. Yeah. <laughs> now, on the other hand, I have a bow press. Last chance, so you've got to have all the different fingers for the different bows now, haven't you? So every year... You know, $150 for a set. If there's three new bows that need three new lots, that's $450 a year. You're shelling out in fingers. Uh-huh. Now, my, my, I have three bow that presses. Okay. I've got a couple of last chances and I have one bow. Well, I've got a last chance original. I've got one that I had made for me with some changes. And the other press I have is an Express Pro that John Dudley used to sell because he bought all the last ones that they had. Uh-huh. And I bought one from him. I think I bought it for like 600 bucks almost seven, eight years ago when he was selling them on his website. You try to find one now, it's impossible. And that's the only press they ever made that you can press all these things on without having to use adapters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't find them anymore. And the company went out of business. Nest has got one. He bought his from a European importer when he went over to set the business up and went over to see him. They got one sat in their warehouse and he picked it up for an absolute song. Yeah. It was that they, they almost gave it him. But, but I mean, in- I, I've been there watching him work on my bow. And when I worked in a bow shop for a while, I hated using the Express Press. I much preferred the last chance. It was so simple yeah. to use. Well, that's but, the thing about the know, Express. That bow, one, that bow ain't never coming out of it. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Me, Angel can verify because I know for a fact we both watch the same video where we watch someone. Uh, try to press a PSE. <laughs> yeah. uh, I believe it was the 33 inch model, and it was the last yeah, chance. Uh-huh. And we're both like, "It's gonna pop out! It's gonna pop out!" You could see it like sliding. You're like, "Oh, here it comes!" And then it's like cutscene. <laughs> it's like, "Damn it!" So if they that with was, the last that chance, that's ones, not our favorite influencer, is it? Oh yeah. Oh god. It, for the last chance ones, if you don't have the special fingers for it, if it doesn't pop out, it's going to scrape the graphics off the end, mm-hmm. the end of the limbs. So well, those that's new fingers why that they have that oh, like that swivel. That's why they made them, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this year they finally made a set where you pretty much don't need. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. Most likely you're still going to need the special set from Matthews because they're little. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little tabs that the Matthews yeah. have on their limbs. Um. But for all the rest of the bows now, if you get those new swivel yeah. heads, it locks the limbs in place and you're good to yeah. go. You don't need nothing else anymore. So, which is nice. But circling I was back trying to, to figure out how they put a patent on that. How do you put a patent on a swiveling piece of metal? If you register it first, they'll give it to you. It's mm-hmm. that simple. Mm-hmm. You just register it along with a process for why this is different from everybody else and what you're using it for specifically, and they'll give you the patent. But just as circling dark. back. Yeah, yeah dark. true. They made a, a fucking wheel and off-centered the bolt that went into it, and bow, we got cams. <laughs> you know? But cir- circling back to the whole thing with the bows, I mean, so now you're talking about presses that somebody would have to buy and make the PSC one user-friendly, and they don't want to buy a press. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they kind of screwed the pooch on that one. They're, they're 
dollar, you know, day late, dollar short with that. Great system, but if you don't have a press, you're kind of screwed going back to the pro shop. Um, the other company who released Bose, it was Obsession, who appeared suddenly again out of nowhere. Um, yeah. They had last I had heard they were be, they had been bought by Martin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and Martin yeah. disappeared after the Vegas fiasco with the guy who was on weed when he when he won Vegas because he was their shooter. Yeah. He wins Vegas <laughs> a month later. That's what that's the perfect opportunity to release the four twenty gets disqualified. You know who else? The four twenty bow. Yeah, come on. You know who else wins well, fucking championships like that? It's called Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Cle- the 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 wonder boy that's now like apparently undefeated in the fucking NFL was high as shit through half of his college <laughs> games, winning national titles. So whatever. Well, so so. Well, that there goes another Johnny Manziel winning college, couldn't wear for shit in, in pros, but right. whatever. Um, so, so they 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 disappeared right after that Vegas show. They had problems with their pro staff and all that. We'll get into it, even though I know most of them what happened. But as far as I knew, Martin was gone too. They they disappeared off the face of the earth, and yet this year, both of them magically appear at ATA again with no Martin's pros though. New- with no, there was yeah. no pros at Martin, which because. Um- Archery letdown made fun of it, and it's, yeah, like where it's, that today. it's someone's arm with the with the Martin bow sticking out. <laughs> Martin's display at ATA. So, well, if you can't pay, you can't play. So, oh, yeah, no one's yeah. going to trust Martin after what happened the last time. So, all those guys are gone. We all know where they went. They all went to PSE because everybody, mm-hmm. their mother and their worst second cousin, is shooting for PSE now. Yep, yep. Um, but that's I. Will not go there. Just piss me love off. Um, Kyle Douglas, yeah, lo- lovely. Cat. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> when he saw all the terrible human beings show up, PSC, he's like, fuck this. I'm going to Bojack. Um, well, while I think about it, I've got to ask who's Chris Jaff shooting for? PSC. Now he's shooting for PSC. Yeah, did you see? Was it Archery Letdown or Archery Hooligan put that post up this afternoon that went full savage? <laughs> uh, some, somebody must have sacked him. So I said, when you're shooting for so and so, of course the others don't think you're good enough after he gets into the gold medal matches at Nîmes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, yeah, yeah. so a, so the a... whole thing. So now, now Martin is back, and so is Obsession. No, I don't know if they still own Obsession or not. I forgot to ask that when I was talking to somebody today. Maybe, they, but maybe the, here's the idea behind the whole. Let's release the new Obsessions, make more light on those to get away from the Martin now when <laughs> well no when, they, the, the, the actual like um domain name and everything for obsession has changed too like if you go to obsessionbows.com it don't work no more it's yeah. it's specifically Ooh. obsession refuel obsession archery refuel Refuels. something like that yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's like the rebirth of the company and i gotta give it to them the new bows look really really cool looking i mean Mm-hmm. And they went back to their old deal. So mm-hmm. with obsession, what you mean on the high queen of spades? No, any kind of any color string you oh, wanted, the colors they gave were... you stock. And the cams, you had like three different options and colors for the cams that they gave you. Right. And no other company used to do that because if you did it with PSC, that's a two hundred dollar upcharge just to get a different color yeah. cam or something like that. They're including it for free, and that was I their big selling point. Over here, there were some gorgeous colors. Yeah, so like on archery supply, Stephen Hand would would review them and he'd be like, it's great because you can order them whatever color cam you want and whatever color strings and they don't charge you anything extra and it doesn't take four years for them to get it to you. So apparently 
when they went and they got bought by Martin or whoever it was, I'm pretty sure it was Martin that bought them. Yeah. That shit all went away. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? It's back. Because mm-hmm. that's one thing the guy really that was stressed. Selling like, point of those yeah, boats. selling point. Yeah. yeah. That was a big selling but, point. Yeah. Oh god, you, oh, yeah. you look at them and they still got stuck. They stood out like a dog's lipstick, didn't they? Dude, I mean, that's um, what I got to give them. The new bows look really good. Like, and and I was yelling. One of the things that I believe I was talking to Rich about it was that yeah. the new way the bows look. When you yeah. look at everyone's bows, if you look at PSE, if you look at Bowtech, it, it doesn't matter who right now. The bow risers are getting wider and wider because of mm-hmm. this. You know, we got to bridge the riser yeah. shit to make everything more stable. Well. If you look at the new the obsession yeah. bows, yeah, except for the carbons, that's about it. I mean, and, well, no, don't yeah. don't even get into that shit because if you look at the one carbon bow, it's like four and a half pounds. Like, why did you make it fucking carbon? You wasted time. Anyway, so, but. Elite, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the elite, yeah. The, but the obsession bows still have like good weight right now. They're like four point, I think all of them are under four and a half pounds, full aluminum. Yep. But the riser is actually narrow because they made it longer from front to back so it's a really wild design but i like the fact that the riser is not this super thick like machine thing that's been coming i mean don't get me wrong there's a lot of machining in the way their fins are made and all that shit on the obsession bows but it it's not following the trend of everyone else's where it's everything is just getting fucking wider as you go yeah everybody's copying um, and this has been the trend for the last three, four years, if you notice. And I don't care whose company you look at. Matthew started it. Mm-hmm. PSC followed it. Hoyt was the last one to start doing it. Um, everybody went to the D-Flex design. So right. that's the one where the riser is pretty much straight up and down. You have more curvature on the limbs than you do on anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the limbs are also straighter and different angle and stuff like that. But that's an old style target bow platform. So everybody started doing that. But what they found out was your, your bend was so bad on a bow that's that straight that they started to cage their risers. Because if they didn't cage them, them shits had so much bend in them when you were at full draw, even though you really don't notice it. Um, you'll notice that that company went away. Well, they didn't go away. They're still around. The one who had the sensor that you used to strap to your bow to see how much flex there was in the bow oh, yes. and tell you when it was green. You haven't heard much about them, have you? Well, I know someone who has a couple of those sensors on their bows. And once they came out with these really ultra deflex bows, those sensors used to go bananas because there was so much flex in the, in the risers. Um, they started, you know, caging the risers and that kind of alleviated it. But Obsession just went the other way around. They said, fuck this. We're not caging anything. We're going to make them wider. <laughs> we go yeah. in wider, you know, coming in at the shooter, which makes a more stable platform. So I actually like it because there's more meat on the bow, but it's not ultra wide. It's not ultra funky looking. It doesn't have holes, you know, that you can see straight through, which has always been my problem. So I had a caged riser. I didn't mind them. A couple of PSCs that came before the one I have now, Evo EVL, had caged risers on them. And if a cage was on the top, you would see light coming through the cage. I didn't like that shit. Mm-hmm. They evoke so now, that. Yeah. So now the cages are gone. And they just have straight risers like that. But it, it, it's doing what it's doing. But it looks like Obsession found their way around that. And they're back with, I think they're going to be back with a vengeance. Because in yeah. the old days, their bows were really, really nice. They just weren't popular. Um, yeah, I just think they need to be, can, on Rich's point before, the only thing Obsession needs to do is don't fuck with the numbers on speed. speed. 
because you do that shit where it's like, Just oh, be honest. this bow does There's... 370 feet per second. The first thing anyone's going to do is they're going to grab a full throttle or an omen right now because they knew before you were 30 feet off the full throttle. So we're just going to go grab an omen and see if your yeah. 370 foot bow can match this <laughs> 356 foot bow and watch it get slapped around. So just be honest with the damn numbers. I don't like the IBO. Oh, yeah, I remember Stephen Hans testing one of their speed bows. He, he put a bow madness epics, which was 340-odd, through his chrono at 306. And, you know, he does 60-pound, 29-inch draw, 327-grain arrow. He put a bow madness epics through uh, that went through at 306. Not long after, he got one of the Obsession speed bows that was claiming to be, I think it was 360, something stupid like yeah. that. Shot that one at the same spec with the same weight arrow, and it went through at 288. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Hmm. He did, they tried well, that with the Lawless. The Lawless was claimed to be 370 foot per second. The only other bow that was doing that was the full throttle from PSE. And yeah. Steve yeah. did a whole video about it, and... You see the confusion on the first shot. He's like, all right, you know, does it 350? And I, I got to give it to Stephen Hand because even you could see when he does the IBO test and he's shooting a 350 grain arrow out of a full throttle, you see his eyes close like, fuck, it might blow up. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you, you can just see yeah, the fear of like, like, yeah, okay, I think it's there. And the face comes away from the string and he's like, douche, you know. And so, then he shoots so, the so lawless, little... and he's like, "That's that says three forty. It's uh, thirty feet per second slower." So. so, in honor of Stephen Hand, who's who's just had heart, you know, open heart surgery and all that bypass mm -hmm. surgery, yeah. let's start a little internet rumor for him. He decided to have the bypass surgery because he heard the obsession bows are coming out, and he wanted no part of shooting those motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 what is he I am skipping those reviews this time. <laughs> But I, I actually think that Obsession was always a smaller company. Um, oh, yeah. And I think they, they were the victim of anyone who's listening to this. Do not get pissed off for me saying it. I just have been exposed to it before. What we're going to call some redneck reasoning. So <laughs> because yes. what will happen is, well, Matthews always comes in about 15 feet short of what they say. Well, fuck it. We're going to come in 40 feet short of what we say. <laughs> well, that's, that's the other thing I like, too. Like MFJJ did... All the oh, reviews. I can't wait till he does it. <laughs> I know. He when he did all the reviews for PSC, yeah. you know, everyone everyone knows it's gonna be the IBO numbers. It's not gonna come close. I gotta give PSC some props for it because every single bow was exactly the same footage slow. So yeah. he did the yeah. the the Fortis 30, 33, the Unite. He did them all, like he, he did, and like all the different cam versions and whatever spec it showed. Yeah. Every single one was 13 feet off. It's like, all right. And the first time he didn't get IBO. Matthews was 14 off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first time he did it, he said, well, that's at 90% let off. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's switch it to 80. Maybe it was this speed at 80. No. And he goes, nope. Uh, nope. But they are consistent. Everyone is exactly every one of them off. is exactly thirteen <laughs> feet off, and I'm like, yeah. all right, well, you know, you, you, fine, you didn't hit the IBL, but it, it's consistent, you know. Whereas like you know, you do see said, some of the other the companies are thirty feet off, you know. He says it's like they said. Well, here's the real speed. Um, 
do what you wish. Like, yeah, we'll just add 15 feet to each one of these and just say that's what it is. Oh, sorry, it was a typo. Uh, whatever. But he, he did also make it a point to say that is the biggest variation, you know, from posted IBO speed that he's seen this year at any bow. So right. he's like, you know, they're consistent, but they're all the most off. And the thing is that before PSC was making errors or something like that, where they were under-reporting speed. Right. Now they're... Yeah, they like used to be the, a couple of years ago, wasn't it? They were all going over their stated on. Yeah, because they were under-reported. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was actually when the, the, the first knock-on bow came out. When yeah, the NTM exactly. came out, the bow came out at 329 feet per second. Everyone's like, PSC makes a 330-foot bow? What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and then they're shooting them, and it's like 332. For some reason, it's going faster than the IBO, and that's when PSC was like, listen, we fucked up. We released yeah. the real numbers and not the IBO, we did the math equation bullshit. Go back to doing that. <laughs> Please go yeah, back and do any honest shit. I want to know how many more bows did they sell? Because they were beating IBO. Yeah, that was the thing. Like you see, like uh, inside out precision, which now he changed yeah. shops to another place in Washington. That whatever. Was a, yeah, you know, he, even he shot the first one. He was like selling point for these things are going faster than they say. Right, exactly. That's what I mean. He shot it and was like, okay, this is three twenty nine. This is the first time we've seen a PSC at like three thirty ish, whatever. And the first shot, he was like. That's weird. That was 334. What the hell? He shoots another see, one. I Same exact that... thing. And he's like, okay, we're going fast. Yeah. Did they screw the and you see him like in this thing? He's like, Don't we... did they screw the numbers up on this? What is what is going on? And then they came out. You yeah. They, actually something that... they published I... real numbers. IBO <laughs> IBO came about when IBO numbers came about when speeds were a lot lower and where shafts were a little bit heavier, whatever it was. So mm-hmm. a 300 grain wasn't wasn't a big a 350 grain arrow wasn't a big deal. Now for the kind of, you know, the kind of cam systems and all that that we shoot now, a 350 grain arrow is suicide um, because it will explode yeah. out of most bows. Yeah. But back then it wasn't. They really got to adjust it now. The problem is that you're too far into it because the numbers when you adjust it and say, if our standard is now 30 inches, but we're upping it to a 400 grain arrow, those numbers aren't sexy anymore. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. of a sudden you're going you're gonna to say, well, our top IBO speed is 306 feet a second. And people are going to be like, what? Because I hate to say it, but speed sells. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. For sure. People right. have no I idea mean, not for nothing, what it not, means. Not, not for nothing, because not to bring it in, but then my new Dominator, when I did the initial speed test at 60, I think it was 64 pounds, you know, fully locked down with my 411 green arrow, it shot. 309 yeah yeah about 309 that's coming for a 40 inch target bow damn (laughs) seven inch brace height yeah i'm also at at 31 my draw length is 31 inches so you're gonna get speed out of anything i'm getting getting the full speed out of any bow i shoot yeah yeah he can stand up and scratch his knees his arms are so fucking long (laughs) it's the same as me i'm like except it it kind of looks worse on me because i'm 510 and i'm like and doug's like six foot two like look bitch i can do it too (laughs) you know normally when i have a boat when my older target bows it's like okay yo in 411 um green arrow i'm always in speed limit now it's like oh shit now i gotta turn down the fucking bow shit that's when I get the text message, bro. I had to turn it down to 58. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, I had to turn it down to 58 to make it legal. I'm like, 
Make heavier arrows. No, they're flying good. Fuck it. I'm sending them. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I no, I do agree with the whole thing of the, especially now with the IBO numbers, they're bullshit. Who the fuck is shooting a 315, yeah. uh, 350 grain arrow anymore? No one is. Nobody Everyone's is. shooting over oh, oh, high FOC anyways. Target. Yeah, 3D. Not even high FOC. You if name it. Build, they're shooting high FOC. If, even if someone builds like a standard fast arrow, all right, you know, like, like when I go to TAC, I build standard yeah. fucking arrows, okay? So it's a carnivore 300 spine shaft, standard insert, maybe if I can get the 50-grain brass ones, whatever. 100-grain heads. I'm building arrows that are going to fucking hum because I'm going to 120. You know what I mean? So it, it becomes yeah. one of those yeah. where it's like, even with that, like, you know, out of, I, I haven't actually shot those out of the EVL, but out of the inertia, they, those were doing 314 <laughs> feet per second. I, if I built that fucking arrow down to 350 grains, Jeez. I wouldn't put that fucking bow anywhere near my face. There's no way. And at the time, <laughs> they were 426 grains doing 314. Who's shooting a freaking 350 yeah. grain arrow anymore? You know, maybe my wife because she's five foot two nope. with a 25 and a half fucking inch draw length. But that's about it. Exactly. Uh, so it's, it's the boys that love rage in the cage that are still shooting the 350 grain arrows, isn't it? Yeah, but it, even now, if they get dangerous. the new modern bow and shoot a 350 grain arrow, I'll just go get my old fucking, my six-year-old inertia out of the closet and still shoot as fucking fast as they can with a 430 yep. grain arrow. Yeah. You know, most of the modern bows are nowhere near as quick as that they proclaim at all. I think the bottom line is the IBO is going to change their stuff, but they are refusing to do it because then all the manufacturers are going to be like, well, we'll come up with another standard. Fuck the IBO because no one's going to want to buy a bow that's listed at 300 feet a second. So after you spoil people with that, you know, mm -hmm. I'm glad that I don't sell bows anymore because if I was still selling bows, the, the worst agita I would get is when people came in and then they're like, oh, yeah, I want to get this one. I want to get this one. And then they expect it to shoot the speed that it says on the sticker out of their regular arrows. I'm like, dude. And then I would spend an hour explaining to them, it doesn't work like that. And I'm like, but it says it shoots 340 feet a second. Like, it does not do that. Not at a regular arrow weight and not at 28 inches of draw. It doesn't do that. And they would never understand it. So it gave me headaches. Like, you have no idea. I always thought, I'll be honest with you, my opinion on the IBO speed and the testing that they use, it should be the average, what the average person uses and the average person drawing, not 30 inches, not everyone's 30 inches. Most people are 28, but by the way, exactly between 28, 29 mm -hmm. is where the average guy is going to fit in. So if you put in a 28, 28 inch um, draw, say 28 mm -hmm. and a half, go in the middle road, 28 yeah. and a half inch draw and the average guy is not shooting 70 pounds. He's shooting like 63, 65 in that area. Mm -hmm. 70 is most of the Northeastern guys because they're just out of their minds and even want to shoot 80, whatever. I don't care. And 400 but, grain arrow. And 400 grain arrows. <laughs> no. Get the number no, out no, of no, that no. and say. I shot 80. It was not fucking 400 grain arrow. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I wouldn't fucking do that well, either. When I was shooting at 80 pounds, it was a 660 <laughs> grain monster. <laughs> so, no. Like so 400 grains. you get those kind of standardized numbers together. The numbers that you get cranking out of the chronographs are not going to be anything that anybody wants to post anywhere because no. they're just not going to look right. It's like, well, we taking a step back in technology or something. Yeah. And I don't remember who said it at the ATA. It might've actually been Dudley where he, 
in not so many words said, I think it was him, but I can't be sure. Somebody said, well, as far as technology goes, we've kind of hit a wall with speed. We're not going to get any faster unless someone comes up with something really radical. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you did not just fucking say that. You've got everyone who's a hater in the world now coming after you saying, you shouldn't have said that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's true. Don't get me wrong. It is true with the materials that we have right now. I think you've hit the wall. You're going to squeeze a foot here, a foot there. But you get to a certain point where with safe materials and safe standards and all that, you hit a certain edge. Going past that is going to require somebody getting a little janky with thinning something down, going thinner limbs and making shit more dangerous just to achieve another 10 feet of speed. Um, or your math using do thinner limbs, thinner, but, but eight of them on a fucking bow. Well, eight, eight limbs on a bow starts off with that. Matthews always scared me going a couple of years back when they went with the, with the cam system that you just changed the module to change the amount of weight coming out of the bow. You didn't change the limbs. Yep. So they said, okay, well, we put in the 60 pound mods. I'm like, how the fuck are you going from a 60 pound mod to an 80 pound mod on the same limb? Mm-hmm. And all the mod did was bend the limb to another extreme. Yep. Now they probably tested it so that with their heaviest mod, the limb still wasn't at its max, you know, it's breaking point. But honestly, that's taking it to the extreme. And I think that's as far as you can go with this back in the day when I was shooting, you know, professionally in a whole bit, we used to do shit to our bows. We used to shim the bow right by the bolts. So where, where the limb would sit in the pocket, we shimmed the pocket, which gave you more bend of the limb. Mm-hmm. And that gave you, five, 10 more pounds on it. Would I do that with today's Gordon glass limbs? Fuck no, because I don't know what's going to happen with them. Back in the day, we were using these laminated limbs. You can get away with a lot more. This Gordon glass stuff, it's more, more reliable, more, more, more dependable, but you can't do certain things to it that we used to do back in the day. So doing that now would probably be suicidal. But again, you hit a wall. Now someone's got to innovate. If you ask me, they, they say there were three companies who released it. There was one other company that released another bow, and that was Gearhead. Gearhead yes. came out with, with another mm-hmm. bow, too. And mm-hmm. if anybody out there is going to find a way to do it to make it faster, I have an odd suspicion it's going to be them. Their weird risers and all that are perfectly set to do, guess what? A dual cam bow, top and bottom, kind of like what Prime was doing for a while. But imagine those cams spaced out with two actual sets of strings that meet in the middle with some kind of uniting brace that shoots the arrow. Now all of a sudden you got two 80 pound cams on the top, two 80 pound cams on the bottom, got crazy let off and that thing shoots with twice the power. They, I hope I didn't give them any ideas, but if they, <laughs> if they're not already working on it, but I can see them breaching the speed gap. Anybody else is going to have to ch- completely change the technology and going dual track, single track. None of that shit's going to work because it's all the same idea. So unless, unless Rex Darrington has it put away in a vault somewhere saying, you know, I sold the company, but I got this one fucking patent that I never registered. <laughs> and he's going to wait until he's about to drop that saying, here, honey, this is so you can have money for the rest of your life. Go release that. He comes out with a 500 foot bow cam. Mm-hmm. Then it's going to have to be somebody who, goes out literally on the limb to try to innovate something that works. I met somebody from Hoyt that said they had actually made a bow that could shoot like 400 feet a second. But I saw that back when I was a kid. It was, 
it was absolutely horrendous to shoot. It was the most awful bow there was to shoot. Well, this is back and in the day when they had aluminum arrows. Yeah, it was. Well, it, was uh, a, it was a hoy. It probably sounded like a car backfiring when it shot. It, it literally sounded like a javelin <laughs> off. And, and if you were in the military, you know what a javelin is. And I'm not yep. talking about the one that Bruce Jenner would throw. And the, those things are fucking loud. Um, but back in the day, people were achieving speeds of four speeds of 400 feet a second. They were doing it with aluminum, aluminum arrows that were very hard to explode, but they were also doing it with these overdraws and they were shooting 22 inch arrows, 23 yep. inch arrows. And that's how they did it. And if you see right now, they've got too much invested in carbon, but if anybody could do it, Hoy could still come out and say, guess what? We're making a carbon, uh, an, a uh, crossbow bolt length arrow that's going to fit on this bow that has serious fucking overdraw. It'll be aluminum, but you're going to get your 400 feet a second. Cause I could take a bow right now with the, with aluminum arrow. I could find one of the old fashioned old school overdraws. Cause they bolt in the same way everything else does. Mm-hmm. And I could probably get 400 feet a second out of it. Shooting one of my crossbow bolts. Actually, I Would I really want to do that? I think Hamsky actually has overdraws on their website. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, shit. I'm, I'm serious. I think they still actually have them they on the website. Do. So if they do, then it, hell yeah, I don't, I don't want to imagine what Tim oh. is doing. <laughs> I, I swear, I got to look around. I swear to God, I still have some twenty-one seventeen game hunters in here. I got to fuck. So I should build well, myself I mean, an overdraw with a twenty-one seventeen, some one inch uh, veins on the see. back. Ooh. I'm on Hefsky's website right now, and I'm going to search for overdraw. <laughs> You're going to make this. Did anybody see Brandon McDonald's video from the week before? I mean, About somebody said, pulling up to his house. It. No, no, no. It was the one a week before ATA. I think it was. He dropped it about oh, the five thousand dollar boat. Yeah, just saying. This is where the innovation is going to come from. He said, "Look, high end rifle shooters will pay thirty thousand dollars for a, a real good precision rifle." There are people you make like the the Bugatti variant of bows. You put it out at five thousand dollars, and people will buy it. And this, this will be where the innovation's driven from. And just a pistol. Oh, I know people off. are going to buy it right now. Tate. You, you. <laughs> oh, fuck me! Give you two years. You're going to be paying five <laughs> grand. That's it. That's it. Aren't you? We're going to make a baller bow that's fast as shit. Arrogant as fuck, and call it Tate. And call it the Tate. <laughs> so, gentlemen, I'm on the Hefty website, and guess what they've got? A oh, fucking overdraw. I told it's you. Still there. I told you it's still there. I told you. The Versa overdraw, and it can be. Hang on, I've got to grab my right, phone and have a look at this. It says right hand and left hand available. Um, mm-hmm. And it says top pros from around the world are utilizing it. I don't know. I have never seen anybody use it. Um, increased my, variable I, I know someone who uses someone yeah. that's something similar to it. But he only uses it so that way he can use both bolts of his in the burger button. And look what it says here. For long draw archers, this is how they're justifying still having it. But in theory, this is what it was always used for. For long draw archers that are often having a hard time finding a stiff enough arrow to shoot, meaning you're going to shoot a shorty, uh, with the versatile overdraw, you can shoot a shorter arrow, making your effective spine stiffer. No longer do archers have to compromise accuracy Due to arrow selection, if any of these guys who are into heavy arrows happen to find this fucking thing, you're going to see 600, you know, grain arrows cut down and using like 100, turning them into 100 spines so they could put 400 grains in the fucking front or something yeah. to make it crazy. <laughs> yep, so yep. that's what you're going to see. But 
Now that I see this, I may fucking order one just to create a Frankenstein bow out of one of my older hunting bows. Hey, Fuck it. Go. I'll put it on the knock-on to see if I can oh shoot a fucking 20-inch arrow. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just looking at that overdrawn now. Because if I All cut right. down a 300 spine into 20 inches. Oh, you ain't going to bend least... that arrow. That arrow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> a 300 spine <laughs> in 20 inches. That arrow's going to be stiff as shit. Oh, shit. Oh, they, that's going to be they, like... We'll have another like those, one of those that Lusk shoots uh, mammoth, mammoth King FOCs, oh, zero spine arrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's going to be that. Yes. And since I, I bet if John Dudley happens to listen to this one, he's, he's like, fuck, they have that? He's going to be like, hey guys, can we get this in green with my logo on the side of it? Since I oh. use your rest now and all that. Imagine him saying, People, I know you didn't like the Unite, but every Unite comes with this overdrive now. Shoot a 22-inch arrow and go with God. And that is, that's the other thing I got to touch on, too, because we actually skipped over that part where we were talking about the bows. Yeah. I know we talk on the Picatinny rail thing, but I, I really do think in a lot of ways, PSE tried to reach out to way too many people this year. Like, yeah, you got the Picatinny rail, which was originally on Hoyts and all of that shit. You have yeah. the QAD uh, dovetail set up for the arrow rest. Yep. You have the Hoyt fucking, uh, not Hoyt, Hamsky drill the holes for the Epsilon. Exactly. Like yeah. everyone's little add-on, this bow is c- capable of taking all of them at once. I mean, yeah, this is almost <laughs> on the level of taking my airtight. nickname for the Excel site and moving the whore level to PSE. Okay, <laughs> this bitch can take everything. The only thing apparently. that was missing, <laughs> the only thing was missing, the only thing that was missing says, and the handle. If you don't like our handle, it fits an Ultraview handle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you know. what, that 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 boggles my mind. I love that Ultraview grip for my for the Dominator that's been on. You know that came out what last year or so. Yeah, yeah. It's on. Came out for the e. They have it for the EVL. Yep. Um the citations and all that that grip is fucking badass and then they put that shit silly pse shit grip on the fortis was like what the fuck no but it can still take the the, the um the ultra view all they did was the, they literally took the original grip that was on my evl which don't get mm-hmm. me wrong i got big ass hands and i like a wider grip normally yeah no that real. grip is as large <laughs> as the grip on my Browning that's under my desk from 1992. <laughs> like, it's a grip that I would consider to be good if it was on a, a fucking trad bow. Like, when I shot yeah. Arthur's bows, would hit, I'm going to fuck the name up if Arthur listens to this. I think it's called Yuri or something. It's like a, it's a specific grip. It's a high-risk grip that's on, he's got on his Satori's and stuff. But... That's what that PSE grip was like on the EVL. It was just fu- it was way way too large. It to me, it just felt like the grip that should be put on a trad bow. It was way too much. Whereas the new one is a lot more sleek. It's you know, hopefully it works better. But I do agree with Doug though. I I, I prefer to have the knock on grip from UV on my EVL. But yeah, like mm-hmm. I said before, I had the problem with you know. My hands being destroyed from work and being like sandpaper that I began to rub the knock on logos off of the grip. So 
I took a flat file and I finished the fucking you job. You don't jerk yourself off. Yeah, I finished the job, took all the fucking knock-on logos off, and I now have grip tape on mine. But it, it is still, yeah, well, I do I like that. that it's still, when I was saying all they needed was for it to fit the Ultra Review group, I didn't mean the knock-on one. I meant like the Chris B one. <laughs> Put a Chris B Ultra Review oh, grip on yeah. that fucker. That would be great. I, dude, I like that grip. Great Not for nothing. Took- I do. I, like Steph's got it on oh, her Matthews, and it uh, to oh, me the- it's a good feeling grip. It's it's horrible because I like the way Matthews shoot. I have no problem with them. I do got think they got absurd with the we had to make it quieter. It's fucking like the quietest ball I've ever shot in my life, <laughs> as it was. You know, um, it, it, it's just strange. And then the, the don't get me wrong, the past parallel shit makes me nervous. But whatever. Um, but the the, the Ultra view grip is the grip they should have made from the factory. It, yeah. It's amazing. Like the, the difference night and day, like the, the grip that was on the Halon when I had the Halon was absolute fucking garbage. Like straight up. The factory grip was <laughs> trash. You know, it, it, it just didn't feel good. I went and got like a, an HDA, like the first fucking day I got the damn thing. I was like, nope, nope. I found one yeah. for cheap, ordered it, cool, fix it. It lets you adjust the angle. It was much better. It wasn't like I felt like my wrist was trying to break. The metal so grip, was, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't mm-hmm. trying to push up yeah. so hard to get my wrist to go flat. And, uh, you know, I had to fix that. And then, you know, Steph gets hers and like, oh, it's got the new Engage. Trash. Straight up. Bow's fucking fantastic. Everything about the bow is fucking phenomenal. Someone slap the person making the, grip the grips. Is garbage. Just slap the person making the grips, please. Like, I mean, do what Ultra View did. Steal the fucking dude from Stan and make some good shit for a grip. I don't know, you know, so, something. But whatever. I don't know. So, so crazy. I think we all can agree that the bows were less than spectacular from everything that we saw released. They. Yeah. They kind yeah. of let us all the down. Bear li- the but, bear line but, was a bear line. The bear line was bear line. The, the big problem that we're seeing is that everybody's <clears> releasing <throat> their shit in October instead of at the ATA. Oh. Used to be yeah. back in the day, everyone released their they stuff. should move the fucking ATA to October. No. Save everyone's hunting Nobody season. Nobody will go. Hunting oh, yeah, because everyone's out hunting. Yep. It's the same reason why they try to have, during COVID, they try to have indoor nationals in October, and everyone's like, fuck you, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen because you can't interfere with the hunting season. That's why yeah. there's a lull between the end of the 3D and outdoor seasons and the beginning of indoor. Because if you try to put it within anything, any event during that three week of golden period when when the um, when the hunting seasons are at the peak with their ruts and all that, like no one really gives a shit about September. Well, let me um, ask you this. Here's here, 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 let's say, say, say for hypotheticals. Okay, obviously they have the ATA usually in January because, well, mm-hmm. that's usually the best time for them. Other than that, when would be the best time? February. 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 Straight up. Fucking February. Because the first week, of, the last week of January, everyone here in the U.S. is filing their fucking taxes and they get their paychecks. The second week of February, because ain't nobody waiting to do fucking standard paperwork anymore. Everybody's doing rapid refunds. They will get a massive fucking influx of yep. orders if they did it in February. If they did it the first week of February, well, the second week of February, yeah. they'd be fucking screaming their heads off like, we got to ship out 1,400 bows. What the fuck? <laughs> like losing their minds. Here, here's, here's the other thing that, that kind of fucks it over being in, in uh, January. You're having the ATA in January, right? Within the, now, most of the companies, especially the bigger ones, 
have to get all their shit there. And PSC is one of them because they have a brand new tractor trailer that goes to every trade show and that shot show, you name it. They go with this huge fucking tractor trailer. So does Lancaster Archery. All the other companies, believe it or not, do pretty much the same fucking thing. Well, here's the problem. You have ATA in January. You have the Lancaster Archery shoot the end of January. And guess what you have the first week of February, if not the end of January, too? The fucking Vegas shoot. That's the Vegas shoot, isn't it? Yeah, the the Vegas shoot, which is the World Archery Festival. All of these trucks somehow have to get all the way to fuck across the country and Mm -hmm. set up and all that. You literally got these guys running on fumes because by the time they finish one show, they've got less than 48 hours to get somewhere else and get set up and all that. So what's happening is you're making some manufacturers say, well, I'm not going to put that much going into the ATA because I'm going to split my crew and have guys heading to Vegas because the World Archery Festival is way bigger than anything because that's consumer-based and ATA is not. Because remember, you may see all this shit on YouTube and all that. But the problem is regular consumers are not allowed at the ATA show. They were trying to change that. I don't know if they ever did, Mm -hmm. but they're not. It's only dealers because if you let consumers go in there and a couple of times that I went, I can tell you what the fuck happens. If a consumer were to go in there, God forbid anybody went to a table and picked up a pricing sheet. Cause now you have a consumer who says, Holy shit. The bow I just paid $1,400 for only cost them $800. Mm-hmm. What the fuck am I giving the dealer $600 for? And there's overhead and all that. I get it. But the consumer doesn't understand that. And that's a huge problem. The consumer does not. No, the they don't. Has no idea, they, no. It, if it's that kind of margin in the state, it's way, way better margin they're getting over there than they are over here. I, and I, it, I, I they have different tiers. Yeah, I know yeah. what margins are like over here and margins over well, here. The, the, they're all based on a tier dealers. system. Your discount yeah. becomes how, how much you're moving. If you're moving only 20 bows a year, yeah, you're paying more for that bow. Right. But if yeah. you're moving 200 bows a year, yeah. guess what? You're getting it at a far better so discount. I was very low volume because um, <laughs> I was only um, outfitting Joab programs and some hunters here and there. But my, my tier pricing was about between 50 and 75, sometimes $100 different than somebody who's like in, the, in their platinum platform. And I was in bronze. They were in platinum. Was sometimes $100, sometimes $75. Big deal. Don't really care. But in the case of you, Richard, and the guys who, and Stephen Hand, because I've talked to him about this, here's the problem. When you're talking overseas, these manufacturers are all based here in the United States. Currently, yeah. right now, shipping is extortion. So okay. what will happen is, for them to ship the same bow over to you might cost them per bow US dollars another 75 to 100 $150 just to get it to you. Well, I thought that's one there. of the reasons why Stephen Hand does like full containers at a shot. And even at yeah. containers, container worth, he was still saying to get most bows in on a container, it's still costing him way above it. So that's why mm-hmm. when he says, you know, if there's another dealer, like he had, a, I think he just got Bowtech back or he had Bowtech or some bullshit like that. He says that the only other Bowtech dealer on, on, in Australia is undercutting him and he doesn't know how because either he's just doing it to like sell and churn dollars or something like that because he's paying the same shipping rates that he is and there's no way that he's selling a bow below cost. It doesn't make any kind of sense. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. imagine that on steroids when you're shipping all these bows over there and now you got these high crazy prices 
Well, guess what? It used to be just overseas that was affected. Now it's stateside is affected in fuck too. Yep. So the consumer can't handle that. And ATA can't afford to let it fall into their hands because as it is right now, prices slip out to consumers all the time. Somebody will forget something somewhere or somebody let one of their buddies see something. Next thing you know, it appears on a forum somewhere. Shit like that still mm-hmm. happens. But I mean, the, that's, the exchange rate has a big thing as well. Exactly. Uh, and that's very oh, volatile. Talking to one person, and when the exchange rate went to poor, I think we went from like $1.40 to a pound to $1.09 a pound. Uh, I know one place that was contacted and said, right, you're now underselling the bows. Yeah. You're selling them too cheap. Mm-hmm. And suddenly it puts a big chunk on top of the bows. And then, especially, I mean, we've, I don't know what it's like in the States. We've got a massive, massive cost of living crisis going on over here at the moment. Oh, same thing here. You know, same here. We've got in, inflation over 11%. Uh, we're about 40 we right now. Paying, Jesus. We have the you're highest like, inflation like, rate since Carter was in office, and he absolutely fucked the country when he was president. That Electric prices have gone through the roof. Fuel prices are coming down a bit. And we're down to now uh at one pound forty-five a litre for petrol, one pound seventy a litre for diesel. Not long back it was almost two two pound a litre. Holy shit. And so which I mean Back when we were at like $1.40 a gallon, that's like $10 a gallon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's $10 a gallon. You know, we've we've seen gas and electric prices rise rise by 70%, which is Mm -hmm. fucking crippling people. Yeah, because right, I think here right now, what is it, three, I think. Then you've got manufacturers saying to retailers in this country, you've got to charge more for your bows. Well, when folks have got no money, how the fuck are they going to pay more for the bows? Well, exactly. And that's what leads me on to the next part of this, which is, I think right now you're, you're seeing the, the companies who still have the money can afford it to getting all this pro staff together, which is always the big bubble that bursts because it's the worst fucking thing in the world and it happens in waves um, because you can hire all the pro staffs and win all the tournaments in the world. The average person doesn't know shit about tournaments and doesn't care. Their they're, they're vast majority are all hunting people. So mm-hmm. that's what pays their bills and they don't give a fuck if Chris Schaff is shooting for PSC or if Mickey fucking mouse is because to tell you the truth, they wouldn't know the difference, but the only ones they care about are the ones that are influencers and hunting like campaigns, Dudley, you know, the ones that are in, in the shit on a constant basis, which are getting paid a lot of money to do this. No, I'm I'm totally agreeing. And just, if you're just a, a shooter, like again, I had to say it, the Wallaces, you know, the the big target archers, no one's like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Most people don't know who they are. Now, here's here's the thing. You have people like Levi Morgan who are crossovers, who are target yeah. people and mm-hmm. well-known hunting people. They keep Matthews selling bows. That's about it. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think that what we're going to see, okay, and I, I know it's a Grim Reaper sort of perspective of this is, you're going to see more new innovations come out of the accessory market, which leads us into our next category. Then you're going to see come out of the bow market because the bows, you can come out with a new bow every five fucking years. Who cares? Cause you're not really coming out anyway. Mm -hmm. And 
the accessories are where everyone's going to focus because oh, people yeah. can afford to buy something for $300 instead of buying something for $1,500 when there's zero fucking change in it. What they added a new screw, big fucking deal. Right. So the accessories are where everything's going to be. And if you looked at all the Lancaster videos, since they were doing the most of the reporting over there this year, they all focused on accessories, even stuff away from stuff that hooks up to a bow. Cause I don't know if you noticed it, but they're going hunting centric as instead of, you know, like, well, here's this for yeah. this site. There were some sites out there, but now all of a sudden it's like they're focusing on the tree stands more. They're yeah. focusing on anything that you can use for hunting. They're focusing on mm-hmm. cameras that slap on there, which that we'll talk about that one. That's a great little product. Oh, I got but, that right yeah. now. I don't I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> that was, um, really, I was that like, was, I'm buying one My only complaint about the ATA for me, because I'm a targeted archer, I don't hunt, I don't do that. There wasn't enough for target shooters to be going, ooh, that looks good, with the exception of some yeah. of the Excel products. Well, that's exactly what I'm talking yeah, but, about. Because, and then, other than that, we're based, and then, and then I'm like, it's all hunting. All right, cool. Yeah, but now all see, game for there's a reason the for hunters. that, though. There's a reason for that, though. You got to remember the indoor season over and above. That's what I expect for the ATA anyways. Indoor season season starts the minute hunting season ends, which is prior Mm -hmm. to ATA. So Mm -hmm. that's why your duo was released ahead of time. So the only thing you're going to see at ATA, which is going to be the accessories, I'm sure me and you have the same shit on the goddamn list here. That's the reason your accessories are going to be at ATA for target guys, because indoor has already started. ATA mm. is within two weeks of, uh, of Lancaster. And then right after that, like, you know, we were talking before Vegas is right after that. So yep. they have to get the bow out. And let's face it, everyone in target archer is using the same shit. You know, yep. fine. Yeah, we it are. is random stabilizers. There's only two whatever. things on, I, uh, that I saw on the videos over the, the past week or so that they, they've been uploading that I felt really hit home for the target archers. Yeah. Which I obviously agree. we'll get to soon. Yeah. But, but uh, that's what I mean, though. Yeah, but the bows the have to be released beforehand because indoor seasons already start. Like league season started here three weeks ago for indoors. Four, yeah. Three weeks ago, yeah, right after mm-hmm. Christmas, it started. I think New Year's yep. weekend, they did the first indoor league here. So, yeah, I showed my first ASA qualifier at the beginning of the month, too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, so this everything week, now is going to be three day season never stops this year round. Oh, oh no, it never it, stops here, it, but it doesn't our, really but stop. As far as but it's competition, like the, competition, yeah, the competition, the official yeah. shit. The yeah, official so, started this month, started at the beginning of the month. So, so the bottom line is what keeps the bone manufacturers alive. If you look at the sliver of business that they do, the big pie, the biggest part of the pie is taken up by hunting, not by targeted, by any stretch of the imagination. Now that's here in the United States, believe it or not, the companies over there, like PSC is one of them, PSC and Hoyt, the majority of their business in Europe it's not compound. It's, yeah, it's, it's trad. fucking recurve. It's trad. It's Olympic recurve. Yeah, yeah, Everything yeah. over there is Olympic fucking recurve. The rest of the world. Mm. The United States is the anomaly where compound is big over here because for the longest time, and a lot of people don't know this, we were one of the few countries that allowed fucking bow hunting because yeah. everywhere else in the world, it's fucking illegal. Mm-hmm. They just made it legal in Africa not that long ago. Yep. So... The United States was the anomaly so, where everyone you, thinks you can go to Africa, Richard, if you really want to go for a hunt without having oh. to come all the way over here. But I'm sure you want to come here first. 
I'm a complete American. Just remember, <laughs> no trips to Nebraska because you'll end up like the fucking Bomars. <laughs> okay. And if you come to Florida, watch out for gators. Yeah. So ask I mean, about that. Ha- having been to fucking Australia, okay, I like Steven and all his people, and I have some friends over there. I will fucking tell you, you can keep it because it makes Africa look like a Boy Scout camp. So okay, everything in Australia either wants to bite or sting you to death, or, or, fu- dude, or generally just fucking kill you. That's it, dude. I <laughs> yeah. love Adam Greentree's videos. He, the, the crazy, he'll be talking and all of a sudden you see the tarantula curl over his fucking head. And you're like, no, dude, no. Oh, <laughs> so that's a whole fuck ton of nope right there. Nope. So wait, Steve, this goes back to the to the COVID days and Stephen Hand selling. He sold out of all his stock at his shop. Okay, and the same thing happened to me. I sold out of everything I had in stock. But in Australia, people were buying bows not because they wanted to go hunting for self fucking defense. They were buying them over there. Mm-hmm. Self defense against the animals. Self defense against the neighbors. You you name it. They were buying <laughs> it for that over there. So you got to understand that. For the manufacturers, bows going forward are going to be the smallest part of their business. So the bow manufacturers are just trying to stay alive right now. Because yeah. if you just if they you just went on their numbers of what they sell of bows, they're not really making that much. I would bank right now. PSC's always had Black Mountain that they use as their like mystery accessory company, and not many people know is like them. Um, but Matthews has been upfront for years. This is our accessories. We're making zebra strings. That's ours. We're making these stabilizers. Those are fucking ours. They have a second tier business just on their own fucking accessories. Well, I mean, doing most of their stuff for them when it comes to stuff. You can't tell me that once they put that Matthews logo on it, they're not getting a lot of money. Oh, no, that's for sure. Like if you look up like Doug's got a shrewd, Doug's got the shrewd V-bar attachment on his bow. Yeah. Look the at effects. the Matthews one, and it's thirty dollars more. Same exact fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, because they screen it. Except yeah. it says Matthews, and it's thirty bucks yeah. more. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. They've got their oh, own so little they, cottage industry going on with that. Mm-hmm. That's where Dudley got the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bowtech have got Octane, and Hoyt have got Fuse, haven't they? And Bears Trophy Ridge. Yeah, and Bears Trophy Ridge, and Bears. And that's another one we'll get into because their stuff. shit's good. Their yeah, yeah, sure. shit is good. Some yeah. Trophy Ridge and sites that they came out with this year that's look pretty thing. tight. That's the other thing, too. For this year, because it hasn't really been highlighted many, at least the last like three or four years, both Bear and Obsession came out with, I don't want to say budget-friendly, but in the current economy, budget-friendly bows. Like yeah. fully loaded. Well, Bear to me is always a budget friendly bow. Yeah, but it really That's wasn't like, been highlighted. Always, it, like Bear always had like the cruisers, the, the G2s and whatever else that everyone knew they were there, but you only saw them when you went to shops or big box stores. This yeah. year, yeah. Bear has the legend at, at the XLR or something like that. It's a 32 inch axle to axle and fully loaded 550 bucks and obsession has a bow that is similar and in the same exact price range that are ready to shoots for the average person who's on a budget so it's actually kind of nice to see that two companies got highlighted for a budget-friendly bow and i I have to use Mm -hmm. i I really shouldn't use in quotations because right now fucking 550 dollars is considered budget-friendly with this shit economy yeah um, well, that's, that, but it's that's nice like not to just my... see flagships being fucking thrown down everyone's throat. It was actually mm-hmm. two companies did something for the everyday person. 
Well, yeah, even, when I'm at the range, yeah. I do the same thing because I get new people coming in looking into getting hunting or into archery in, in their own right. And they don't want to spend a lot of money. I'm like, well, you got two companies out there. They're great for that. Have a great budget bow line. PSE stingers. Mm-hmm. Which, by the you way, they've the, gone away from. You don't really hear them talking about no. their budget and mid-range yeah. bows anymore. That's now no, everything no, is flagship, flagship, flagship. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, they want to push the flagships. And then I also say go and go with a bear. Because a bear is still, just like a PSE, is fully adjustable in the cam. Uh-huh. To yeah. where you, you know, and then if you like it, it's a cheaper bow. But if you like what you're doing, then, you know, once when you like it, Obviously, you're going to go. Maybe I should get an upgraded bow. Maybe well, I should get. get here's the one where, thing where I start the ball rolling for them. Here's the one thing that bear for me in the last couple of years. They've been quiet the last couple of years, but from someone who was on the inside of the industry is like, you know, getting equipment for my students and shit like that. Here's the one thing that bear has had over everybody else, including PSC. And if anybody's a PSC rep out there or something like that listening to this, they're going to be pissed off that I say it, but it's the absolute fucking truth. All of your budget bows, any bow that you wanted, okay? If I went to PSC and said, I want this, we don't have it in stock. You, they want you to wait for months at a time to get a bow that somebody could walk into a big box store and go fucking buy. Yep. Bear was never in that. I don't know how Bear did it, but they always had anything that you wanted. From the low end to the high end, somehow, miraculously, they fucking had it. If I was going to order a recurve from Bear, like one of their traditional recurves that anybody else takes them like six months to make, they had it to me in like three weeks. Yep. And I, I wasn't agree. even a dealer. I'm, I'm calling them as a customer saying, can you get this? At, you know, doing it for one of my customers. Like, can you get this? They're like, absolutely. I have it to you on Tuesday. I'm like, what the fuck? And that's mm-hmm. for anything that they had. Yep. So now if Bear is staying budget friendly and they've redesigned that EKO cam and all that, then there's they're the only ones out of the, it's two companies that I see are able to do this right now. And unfortunately it, it probably obsession will be in there too, because if they're doing things the old fashioned way they used to do it, they always had shit. There's bear who's always been good with maintaining a flow to the market of goods. Everybody else is like, see you in a couple months. Right. I know. I agree. And, and my, see, my only concern with obsession is like when oh, they, they are flashing the pan again. Yeah. No, it's, it's yeah. So that's the one thing I'm concerned about. Cause like when, when they, they ran into trouble, right. It was about the point where I was about to switch to them. Cause I went to a, right before yeah. we moved to South Carolina, I went to the event in upstate New York in Dutchess County and obsession. Was okay. There. So I'm like, I'm going to shoot the bows, yeah. whatever. And the first, oh, I would, you know, and the, the guy, the rep that was there was cool because all right, what type of bow do you shoot? Like, yeah, I, I shoot an inertia. You want to shoot the DEF CON. And I'm like, really? He's like, yep, it's about the same speed. It's about the same snap to it. He's like, you want to try this one? I was fucking sold the minute I shot the DEFCON 6. That bow was fucking phenomenal. Like, fast as shit. He had it. I told him, you know, 29-inch draw. He fucking moved the modules for me. Like, it wasn't like, okay, it's going to be 28, and you just got to run with it, whatever, like most places do. He moved it. He set it all up for me. And I would... Dead in the hand, it had a smoother draw than the fucking inertia had. And I was gonna get ready to order it. And all of a sudden I just watched like everything fucking explode on them because it was literally like they were this little company in Georgia 
and they're they are they're like three hours from me. They make they always make good shit, but they became famous so fucking fast that they couldn't keep up with it. You know. Well, I was gonna go ahead. I well, I became a dealer for Obsession. That lasted about a month and a half. <laughs> wow. Because what happened was. I became a dealer from them when not while they were still privately owned, quote unquote, they got bought out by some big conglomerate who owned like 20 other archery companies. They were accessory companies and all that. So I went and I signed up for that company and obsession was part of their lines that they had. It's just like you go to Ferrodyne now and Ferrodyne's got all these different companies and all this other shit. Oh yeah. So, yeah, so, group. so yeah, they will like the outdoor groups. So only the outdoor groups run a lot better than this company was. And they had all these different brands and stabilizers and shit like that. And I was trying to get an order together for Obsession Bows. I said, but I said, the one hang up was I need one with the modules adjustable because I don't want to have to order modules for every fucking bow that you guys got. Mm. And three weeks, I'm trying to get an answer out of the salesperson and either he didn't know or something else back and forth in emails. And after a while, I was like, what the fuck? I'm never going to place an order unless I know. Right. And mm -hmm. the next thing I know, they were gone. Mm -hmm. Either Martin had just bought them and was completely dismantling everything and doing everything. So I'm like, well, shit, I'm glad I didn't place an order because I was going to order 10 bows from them. Right, right. So I'm like, that's what happens to a lot of these companies. So you may have that same fear of the same shit happening to them again, but as far as the reliables bear, they're, mm -hmm. they're doing it. They can survive on making bows right now. Cause they've got the, they, they own the company making accessories and guess what? Those accessories are on the bows that they sell as packages. So they have the lowest line cost to them out of anybody. Yep. PSC also has an accessory company, but PSC has shied away from the package sort of deals. Mm -hmm. And now they're more pushing flagships. I get it. Elite based here in New York, I think they can survive because their turnaround times aren't bad. But everybody well, else? That, that's the one thing, you know. I mean, if you really look at the, like the last five or six years, anything that's owned by the outdoor group has changed dramatically. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the improvement is unfucking real. This, this, like, if you would have listened to this podcast when I first started this shit, I shit on the outdoor group every fucking chance I could. The elite bows to me were trash. It's like, oh, no wonder Levi left fucking elite. The CBE fucking sites were garbage. They were fucking falling apart on people. And now it's like Steph has the, the, the CBE engaged single pin and yeah. all like the nifty fucking slider shit. That site is built like a fucking tank. All right. Yep. My verdicts was built like a fucking tank that I was using on the perform. The new elite bows, when I when I shot the oh what, what's the one that came out last year? Now, this what, year's the, the Omnia. The result. No, not the, the target bow, the hunting bow. The 33 with the they were like, shoot it for comfort. Oh, or something. not the cure. That was the year before. Course no, no, no. It was, it was the a cure. The cure was the first was elite I had shot recently. And I yeah. it was like night and day from the elites that I had shot six years ago. It was like Elite makes this bow. Get the fuck out of here. You know, it was. It, I mean, it was that drastic of a difference. It was like somehow, like six years ago, if you shot an elite bow, it had the harmonics of a fucking Hoyt where it just vibrated for 25 minutes. And it, it, it was louder than any fucking PSC I've ever shot in my life. And now all of a sudden the cure comes out and it, it's dead in the hand. It's got a smooth draw. And I'm like, someone hired real engineers. This bow is phenomenal. You know, it wasn't good enough to make me switch, but what the fuck ever. <laughs> you know, but I mean, I, it I, was I, like I the drastic difference. Of the, 
I've tried a couple of the older obsessions and they reminded me of the Kuma in that they're mm-hmm. quite raw to shoot. You wouldn't you wouldn't call them refined and sophisticated. No, no. They just felt raw and aggressive to shoot. Yeah. That's, that's what, that was back then when I shot the DEFCON M6. That's the one thing I yeah. liked about it because I was like a, a fucking speed nut with the inertia. So and once I told him, but the minute like he, I had after I shot the DEFCON at the event, I went and shot at the Hoyt booth and I shot the, yeah. the Pro Defiance. And I still think to me, no matter what, I've shot the new Hoyts, the Bentham and this and that and blah, blah, blah. The, the fucking pro define is still the best fucking bow they've made recently in my opinion it's still hummed and shit like that it still had the hoyt harmonic thing but whatever it, it was just comfortable it had the best grip and all that nifty shit um and he was and the, the guy from obsession literally grabs me and goes you like the hoyt come back over here and then i shot a different <laughs> obsession but it was a seven inch brace height more comfortable more equivalent to the the pro define 34 all of this shit and it was like night and day. If you went from anything obsession for with a six inch brace height to a seven inch brace height, it was two completely different shooting experiences. It was so strange. Oh god, that was like the K thirty four. Was it the K thirty four? I remember. I remember the 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 being a big marketing thing from one of the from the obsession deer over that was here. The, I think that was the other one I shot. And was the K thirty four? Yeah, they they were. They, what were they saying? It was the first seven-inch brace height bow to shoot three forty-five. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had the. They were so marketing they were it as real big on the speed of it again. It was three forty-five or three forty-eight at a seven-inch brace height at a thirty-four-inch yeah. axle axle or something like that. It it was, and it was quick, but it was noticeably more comfortable to shoot than it was for me to shoot the um, the DefCon. The DefCon was aggressive. The M6 DefCon was very aggressive. It, you like. You hit the back wall and it thumped as the cam turned over, so you knew it was ready to go. But yeah, I don't know. So you know, you know me. I'm I'm, I'm a piss taking twat. And the the one thing that struck me about look watching the presentation from Obsession this year, you've got that one they've called the XR7. Mm-hmm. Then they've got that other one they've done with the Tech Riser, the Hoyt style Tech Riser. I thought PSE have got the knock on bows. Are we going to see Obsession launching the knockoff bows? <laughs> <laughs> well, they were changing some of their letters around. You know, the Hoyt's got the the the, the RX sevens. <laughs> so yep, they've got, got the XR seven. Someone's going to get confused. And was it the, the, the HB or the HBR that's got a Hoyt? It looks like a Hoyt Tech Riser on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, to me, that's just that's a new pretty- version of their old HB bow because before they had the H. I think it was the HB thirty three, and that's the one that had the rotating yeah. module for the cam. So that's their budget bow, isn't it? Yes, that's it. $500, something like yeah, like fully ready to go. It was like $599, yeah. like loaded with a four. Again, it's nice there. to see that catering for realize that not everybody can go and spunk out 1400 quid, $1,400 on a bow. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's nice to see them. They I say, I may take the piss and knock them for the old speed things, but it's really nice to see a company thinking. Of average Joe. Yeah, I agree. Can't go out every 12 months and spunk all this money out. Mm-hmm. I totally, totally agree. All right. So, you know, that's you. <clears throat> all right. Let's move on to Is Angel back. Where did he go? Now. Let's go back to sites. Where did Angel go? Did yeah, take a piss again. <laughs> He's been on that C4 again, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's getting ready to go painting. 
So, all right. So, sights on the ATA show. Uh, what was everybody off with Excel? Like, all right, you want to start off with Excel? Yeah. All right. Okay. Right. Somebody's going to have to explain oh, to we me lost Angel. the achieve. Somebody's going to have to explain the achieve long range to me. How can it be long range when? The travel on it is like half of the standard achieved. That's exactly well, the, what me and the Doug idea said. is because the way the Extended funny part range. is the way I got that explanation. Oh, he'll be back, I think. That's why I, I, I thought right. I was being done with the it. The, the long range and so here he come, he's coming back. The odds. The the way I the way I understood the whole idea of the long range is through the name on there for whatever reason, but majority of us target shooters as far as like 3d especially this is geared more toward the 3d market um because they shorten that that setting we're not all we don't have to shoot past damn near 100 yards nine times out of ten we're not shooting past 55 for like a 3d round and nine times out of ten as fast as some of our fucking bows are we got barely an Yeah, my cat disconnected me. Damn kitty. <laughs> I've told so, you, it's your only fans we're talking, we're talking about with your pussy. You're talking the about the new axles, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The, That's the, the best way I could explain. Shorter movement. Yeah. But, it, 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 you know, because like I, said, like I was saying, most because of the speed of the bows now, you don't need that full fucking thing. And then but if you're going, say like your scope is hanging off toward the top of the bottom not right in yeah. the bar area you got that extra vibration because it's at that top or at that or at yeah. the bottom of the line yeah. causing problems now it's confined right on the bar to where there's less vibration causing your pin or the scope to f- the bug out yeah is the idea the yeah, other thing they did long range then they upgraded the the, the mouse on the mount, the mount, mount, you know, like one of my buddies, um, Don literally goes, that's the only good part about this whole fucking site. That's what I was saying for people <laughs> and, who are and, not shooting PSC, that's exactly. going to give them an advantage because PSC's always had six holes and you can mm-hmm. move it up and down, but no one else ever yeah. did. Yeah. Oh, that's the so, $114 mount. Yeah, yes, I was just about to say that. Okay, yes, yes, yes. yes. Son of okay. a bitch. It's $114 for that fucking $114 just for the fucking amount of that yes, scope. Yes, yes. Fucking hell. And as soon as I heard that number, I was like, I was going to, because I'm looking to get another mount so that way I could just transfer between my scope, my, my, my sidebar between the two bows I have. And I was just going to go, fuck, I'll just buy that new mount. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I found out it was a hundred fucking fourteen dollars, I was like, <laughs> "Nope." You know you still want it. Oh fuck yeah, I'm, I still want it. I can't afford it. You just need the regular freaking screw on mount. That's all you need. I mean, I'm just out between your rate, perform I'll just take and the regular... your duo. You got like fucking holes everywhere. You could just pick the same location. Here, here's it. my here's my problem with them. That okay, if you've ever ordered an axle. Uh, scope or God forbid a site, unless your dealer has it in stock, 
which is non-existent more you're waiting more, you're, 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 waiting. you're more likely to see a yeti than you are to fucking see an axle in stock in a dealer you could oh, be God, talking yeah. six months to get an axle yeah. site made yeah. Yeah. and well, that even, fucking even, sucks even last time the ordered, pandemic ordered. when i ordered my accutouch i was told it'd be i'd have it in seven to ten days ten yeah. days later I emailed the company I bought it from. They said, oh, no, sorry, there's been... They hadn't bothered contacting me. They waited till I had to contact them. They said, yep. our supplier has got the stock levels wrong. I said, this was pre-pandemic when there were no problems, and I bet it was nine, ten weeks for me to get the site. Dude, I ordered a set of stabilizers, okay, from them. And from the day I placed the order, you want to take a guess how long it took to get carbo fast stabilizers for them target stabilizers oh, Jesus four Christ. and a half fucking months wow. to get the stabilizers. shit that's wow. a season that's <laughs> a fucking season i ordered them uh i remember ordering them in october and i saw them in march Damn. okay and they for they were for one of my kids and i'm like you know what i get your stabilizers somewhere else and i wound up keeping them for myself and having to spend the better part of about 800 bucks on retail stabilizers for myself because it took so fucking long to get here. And I had called them more than a few times and said, and don't get me wrong. They are a great company, but they are too small. They're focused on quality and that's great, but they can't handle the demand that they have for their stuff. They could have a factory 12 times the size. They wouldn't be able to handle demand because they're not just making stabilizers. They're making fucking releases. They're making everything. And their primary business is not archery. Their primary business is making golf clubs. I never so, knew that. I never oh, knew yeah. that. Neither did I. Yeah. So they make golf shafts and stuff like that. They're yep. some kind of a steel manufacturing company. Um, but that's so even though they came out with the stuff at the ATA, that's the only one that probably is in existence in the Northeast, for all you know. And you may not see these fucking things show up anywhere till probably June. Jesus Christ. That would be crazy. Oh, Dom's got his two yeah. clamps. He ordered yeah. two. He's got two duos. Yes, he's got two duos. Well, think about it. Yeah, he just got the second one recently. Um, I think think about this talking about stabilizers coming quickly away from the ATA. Uh, I don't know if you guys over there ever see a brand called Avalon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avalon Tech Stabilizers. Yeah. Have you seen their new one, the Tech X Max 13? Yeah, I was really wondering why they weren't at the ATA, which was a little weird for me, but they should have been 13 there. 13 mil diameter stabilizer. The long rods are 78 quid. The really? short rods are 38. I've wow. got a Tech X Max long rod, the standard fat one. It is light as fucking stiffer than R. Kelly outside in elementary school. <laughs> Now, he- <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, now we're we're talking accessories right now. But did anybody notice that there weren't a lot of foreign manufacturers there at all? Because I think that the ATA they're they're an American, you know, association and stuff yeah. like that. But I think they're trying to keep the foreign people out because I'm pretty sure that the arrow companies that Stephen Han recommends weren't fucking there either because the last thing you want is an arrow company that's undercutting your arrows with the same, if not higher quality sitting right next to fucking victory. When a dozen of their target shafts cost $350 and a dozen of this guy's shafts cost 75. Yep. It's a hey, big yeah. big victory. Was my favorite arrows. What's that? 
I said, leave <laughs> victory out of this. Those are my favorite arrows. I love you my... put you let Skylon in that in that building, and everyone would be like, What the fuck do you mean? The Skylon arrows are a tenth of the cost of these You know here. what? I I've I've bought a new set of Skylons, the Empros, this week. Uh, I I went live on Instagram last night. Mm-hmm. I weighed a dozen shafts at their full 33-inch length. Right, these shafts come 33-inch. They're the 2364ths and across a dozen shafts. And bear in mind, these shafts are less than £5 a shaft. Uh, I think it's 58 quid for 12 shafts. Holy shit. Yeah. 0.6 of a grain weight difference across a dozen 33-inch shafts, 0.6 of a grain. 58 quid is about what? About $70 US or something like that? A little Uh, less? Current exchange rate, about $65. Okay, so $65. And the reason why they're still costing you that is because they haven't opened the American market to them. The minute they start having dealers selling them here, that cost is going to go up, not because they're raising their prices. Dramatically to double if not triple the price here in the states that's what it is because if you have a halfway you know reliable shaft being manufactured decently that's where they're going to sell it for over here Mm -hmm. so it like i said enjoy it while you can and get as many as you can because eventually when they open up the american market it's not going to be like that but going to why i said there's not a lot of you know international manufacturers there there are a few that snuck in there that they didn't feel were I can only imagine they didn't feel they were a threat. There you go, like a site manufacturer and this other oh, fucking guy. Yeah, yes. they, 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 this other guy who was selling a knock that you can track wherever it goes. That idea came came into the States years ago. Yeah, that was this a Bluetooth one. Yeah, the Bluetooth oh, knock. breadcrumb knock, was it? I, yeah, yes. I think it's like $35 a knock or some ridiculous yeah. fucking price like that. Um, but in the U.S., it's illegal because you can't track game that way. You say, well, you'll never have to, you know, worry about losing an arrow again. Like, no, you won't. We'll just never lose an arrow again because you'll be in fucking jail. If the arrow goes through (laughs) the animal and smacks a tree behind it, it's trash anyway. So what's the point in trying to retrieve it? Well, think about it like this. Gotta get the evidence so Balmar doesn't go to jail. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Think think about it like this. I'll tell you what, that broke my heart. I was a Balmar fanboy. So am I. No, I like Josh. I think he's a fucking maniac, you know, but in a lot of ways, I feel this is getting off topic, but whatever. In a lot of ways, I feel bad for them because from the original story that came out, they were going to Nebraska, going to hunt on private property, bop, 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 bop. They were apparently told that the property management had full licenses by the state and were lied to. So well, that's I, what I presumed, and I'm thinking if that can happen to somebody with his experience and his level of knowledge, how would that bode? No, nah, if it was oh, no, if you're a private, I wouldn't even, I would even take fox. his experience yeah. and his knowledge. That motherfucker has ADD so goddamn bad. He'd be like, "Oh, cool, we're <laughs> legit. Let's fucking send it," you know. <laughs> you know, and that's well, not to it, knock him. I mean, he is like you see him. He, he, like there was a video he made a joke. Him and Sarah were like leaving the gym. He's got no shirt on and a pair of shorts in Iowa and it's fucking snowing. And he's like, ha, it's cryo treatment for free. But like, bro, <laughs> you're in fucking Iowa and it's snowing. What is wrong with you? you know, I, I look at it like I, this. 
Ten I years love ago, these videos because he gets so excited. In yeah, them. yeah, yeah. I'm like, ten, <laughs> ten years ago, I don't think that would have happened to him because they no. were a lot smaller. No. Now they're so big, they have production crews that handle everything before they even get there. Yeah. So his involvement in knowing anything about where they're going is not like Dudley for his for for all the bad things you might say about him is involved in every single hunt that he goes on. He knows everything yeah, but- going on there. There's really not much more to say about Dudley, except he likes money. Yeah, (laughs) he's a capitalist. Fucking go for it, John. But I look at Bomar as he's put an awful lot back into archery, though, and he Dudley absolutely put so much back into it. Bomar is Captain America, and Hydra has finally come to get his ass. So so that's what happened to him. You know what the sad part is? Like you know, with everything with Josh, like I said, I still like Josh. I I still think Bomar nutrition is the best fucking. Uh, like protein ever fucking made. Their shit is fan- God forbid you get the tub of ice cream, not ice cream, birthday cake, fucking uh, protein <laughs> powder. Yeah. You'll get fat off that protein powder because you just won't stop drinking this shit. It's like you might as well buy yourself a fucking birthday cake. I mean, it's fucking fantastic. But I do, I feel bad for them in a lot of ways because all of the attention happened the minute he fucking was able to throw a spear through a bear. And then yeah. he made a big scene and like rubbed the blood on his hands to make it more theatrical as it is for the footage. Yeah. And people have been laser fucking focused on them since then. And that's all it yeah, probably well, was too. To I mean, that is the most alpha fucking male thing you can do. Oh yeah. Chuck a spear through some of the size a of a spear. and smear yourself in his blood. A homemade fucking spear, no less. A yeah. javelin, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but speaking of that, mm-hmm. what I will say is this, and it'll get us banned for saying it, but I'm going to say it. I don't fucking care. Say it. Send it. Ban. Uh, I think, I think <laughs> that the the bear incident with the javelin and the spear, whatever the fuck you want to call it, mm-hmm. that started him on his instant, on that big wave that he was on that, you know, that's when he got dropped by everybody and all well, that sort no, of stuff. Well, no, technically Sarah got dropped. He wasn't sponsored. They took okay. Sarah's sponsorships away. So so that started him on the wave, and then he came out with all his products, the nose button and stuff like that, which, by the way, pissed a lot of people off because we've had fucking nose buttons for years. We call them snotters. Don't get me started. Yep. And coming out with grip tape and all the other bullshit, which basically there's a grip tape that's for golf clubs. It's exactly the same fucking thing, but I'm not going to go there. Um, anyway. Hey, look, that, I've invented a bottle. <laughs> so like so the that started his bottle? wave. So so now so now he has become they, those two have become especially him have become the Andrew Tate of archery because he's on his way I gonna, out. I was going to say that, that and he's going to get banned and he's going to get blacklisted everywhere. That's it. Someone said, everyone's going to. Someone said his full name. We're getting banned. <laughs> Damn, I thought Doug was going to start twerking then. Oh God! I hope not. No, he's getting the fuck out of the room. <laughs> the Matrix is coming. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm not associating with these people. <laughs> <laughs> Proof. But okay, so so the the guy with the the guy who's talking about those those knocks, he he's like, it's great because you don't lose an arrow. And I think he had to be from South Africa somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and so I'm like, you know what? If anywhere can use it, it's the states because. Everybody shoots two fucking light arrows that don't penetrate for shit. So if an arrow is going to stick out of an animal, might as well put one of these fucking knocks on it because then you can track the animal wherever the fuck he goes. Because right. like, oh yeah, it, it went over I there, went over there. I didn't see his Bluetooth knock. I saw 
is lighted knock. The, yeah. Now, then you turn That's the other on one. Knock with a swish. Yeah. That looked really good. And, and then you want to turn it off, just mode. drop it. Or you want to activate it, just drop it from three meters in the air or something like that, he says. I'm like... A, a meter, yeah. You, you can put it into sleep mode so you can use the same knock for competition and it won't turn on. It's gone into sleep mode. I thought but, that was a genius idea. Wow. Yeah, it is. But at $35 a fucking knock, I'm not interested. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, yeah but you, you wouldn't have to take out your knock and put in a different knock and after reaching your arrows for competition shooting, would you? Yeah. Well, or if you're in a state where you can't, if it's USA archery, you, if it's USA archery, you can't have anything lighted inside the site world archery. I don't know how they feel about the knocks about it, but no one really needs a lot of a lighted knock unless you're hunting. Mm. But the, the thing is this, and this is the coach and the technician speaking here, all knocks have to be replaced within most people don't know this, but for target and competition and even for hunting purposes, we replace the knocks after every 200 shots because if they Damn. don't, they're just plastic. They start to stretch and they start to weave and all kinds oh. of stuff happens. And if your group start to go to shit, it's not your arrows. A lot of people start thinking the arrows are bad. Something's wrong with the bow. Change your fucking knocks and yep. watch what happens. They start shooting bullets again. Imagine you're paying $35 for a fucking knock and it's six weeks later, you have to replace that fucking thing. Oh, oh, that for a suck. whole that dozen arrows Ooh, that would piss me off i just have to spend five hundred dollars on another fucking dozen knocks not that <laughs> no, i don't no, think no, so no. i'd rather have someone i'd rather hire, hire, hire somebody to follow the fucking arrow with a torch wherever the fuck it goes mm-hmm. to pay five hundred dollars for a dozen knocks good idea too early in his time until he can find out a way to get it manufactured cheaper um so we were yeah, on site. Saw the price with that. Yes, but he's the same guy that had got that range finding site, wasn't he? The yeah, he's got the other range finding site also. Only two thirds the cost of the Garmin. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the other thing we saw about the sites, Redline had some really nice looking sites. The torch, I think. Awesome. The torch. The torch. Yes. My God, can you get a site that has more shit wedged into it? It's the first time I could honestly say in fucking years <laughs> that someone said Excel, get the fuck out the way. <laughs> there is, there, Challenge look, accepted, and, bitches. I mean, hunting wise, like, all right, so Excel had the XP extended range, which is nonsense because it's less range, whatever. But this is, you know, what did Excel do for hunting this year? Oh, we added a double pin ring. Fuck it, you're late to the party, bro. <laughs> you know, every, if HHA yeah, beat you, Ultra View had to add a triple pin ring, didn't they? Yeah, but it, yeah, right, we'll get to that. Ultra View is a little bit Ultra, different. Ultra View raised them. Yeah, Ultra View raised, raised them on that one, yeah. But the <laughs> cool right. part was, is like you know, it, it, the, the the torch is so packed full of features it's insane it's got the rechargeable built-in light into the frame that if that ever goes bad you could still screw in a light it's yep. got uh double pins in it the second pin is adjustable to the height you want it to be moved to that's what i loved about it that's Ooh. unusual yes. and that's different than anybody else in the industry because for the longest time even the spot hawk ones that came with that double pin in it yep. it meant Locked nothing because you had adjusted their gap this yep. one you can make the gap work for you however big or however you want uh want it to be yep. and you can adjust your secondary needle to match that fucking gap yep no Plus one's it. ever done that. Plus, it's got the double side tapes on it. It's got the side yep. tape that can be put on the wheel, and it's got the side tape like the old school Excel AccuTouches had, where front. it faces yeah. the you know faces right yeah. next to the sight scope. I mean, yeah. there's so many fucking features on that site. It's ridiculous, and it's three hundred dollars. 
it's it's literally like shitting on everyone in the entire hunting market because it's got more features than everybody. Like, and I'm an HHA fucking fanboy. Everyone knows that I've said that a thousand fucking times. Like, I heard the rise was coming out, and I'm like, I fucking want it. I want the HHA is finally in the two pin game. And then I see this red line, and I'm going, wow, it's 125 less. I know. But did you notice one thing about Redline? Redline did not bend the knee to UltraView. They didn't say, "Oh, we're making an adapter. You can put your UltraView uh, scope on." They're like, "No, we have ours. Put it on there." Yeah, yeah, but but not for nothing. You could buy the freaking torch for the same price. You're going to buy the HHA frame with no scope for scope. (laughs) Yeah, and then you still got to pay UltraView two hundred bucks for the fucking scope. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, so that's what I'm saying. They, they didn't the need to it. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to shit on yeah. OCU. They they make no, not at all. Lead scope is pretty bulletproof. Yeah, but it's been for years. Everyone manufactured a, a site that, in one way or another, was lacking. Ultraview comes out and they fill that gap for everybody because now mm-hmm. HHA, all these different companies, even um, Spothog too, the Bear Company. Oh yeah, Spot that's Hog right. Too, yes. They're, they're, they're making the adapters that fit an UltraView scope. They're like, oh, yeah, if you want to put an UltraView scope on here, here's the adapter for it. We make it. It comes with it. Do whatever. And you're able to adapt it because they already yep. know that they didn't put that much into their fucking scopes and people are going to trash the fucking scope anyway. Right. So they say, well, we can let people buy our frame and put whatever fucking scope, in this case, an UltraView, yep. keep them happy. And Smartest thing the, that any of them could do. And the thing yeah. is that the smartest ones were... Um, the company that Bear owns, what the hell is the name Trophy of the company? Ridge. Uh, the, Ridge. Trophy Ridge the came out and said, is now Here, accessible I've, to UltraView. I've got the rings yeah. for UltraView, but guess what? If you want to put a spot hawk scope on there, this ring will fit it. They yep. come like three different size rings. Mm-hmm. So now they've just said, fuck you to everybody. If you've already got this, you're not happy with your spot hug, buy our new thing, trash the scope. You have these rings. Put on your favorite spot hawk scope. Put on your favorite ultra view scope. Put yep. on whatever Put the fuck H- you, you want. HHA, ultra view, spot hog, Excel. You could pick whatever exactly. scope you want and yeah. throw it on their new digital site. It's that's imagine that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You make it work for you. Yeah. Now, the one thing I will say is that out of all the site companies that were there, and there were many that were there, mm-hmm. did you notice one that was conveniently missing? You did not see anything from that company called Arxos or whatever the fuck they were called. With the that, big, one, with that the big fucking white sorry. ring that everybody bought into, including PSC with all the pictures on Facebook. All their oh, fucking the bows have that goddamn thing on it. I was like, what the f- I told you that site was a piece of shit to see, begin I, with. And I guess like, where they I were? Like, <laughs> I like the theory behind it, but when you look at it, it looks it looks cheap. It looks cheap. I mean, what it reminded me of, I love the new UV3 scope. I think that looks so fucking sexy. Yeah. It's yeah. like the UV1 and UV2 that look like they've been 3D yeah, the printed by a seven-year-old. But the, yeah. Yeah, the, the thing the I like, new, though... The new UV... The new UV3 scope itself, though, I think that looks baller as fuck. Oh, it does. Uh, I agree. When the date was, I saw when it was released, I thought, fuck me, that's a real step up Mm -hmm. from the UV1 and UV2, that is. This is some next level shit. Oh, yeah. I I totally agree. Especially the fact that they did something different than everyone else when it comes to the UV scope. Everybody else that has a multi-pin slider... Your bottom pin, which is usually, I mean, obviously your lowest pin in your scope is your sliding pin. 
UV yeah, made yeah. it where the middle pin, the middle pin in that scope is dead centered in the cartridge. So your mm -hmm. middle pin is your slider. So you never lose the rest of your scope reference. Exactly. Which I thought was a better idea than everyone else. I've never been a fan yeah. of the whole use your bottom pin for the slider shit. That's so stupid to me. You know, unless you're using, you know, like a double pin where it's okay. It's, it's this, this is your range. And, but when everybody was doing, you know, a three pin and your bottom pin was yeah. your 50 and then you got to try and slide the rest of it with that, that I never thought that was a good idea. But the fact that they stood the dead one center. I saw that was, hmm? was it the Trophy Ridge did the hot wire where the housing stayed still and the bottom pin actually traveled in the housing? Yes. It's got to be a couple of three years ago now. Yeah, well, that was also, that was a Sherlock design. What was the other company that Sherlock owned? It's the one with the, the green dot that used to float when you knew you were lined up. Oh, oh Range IQ. No, that's IQ. IQ, it was yes. IQ both sides. Yeah. IQ oh, yes. actually had a single pin that the dial was on the bottom. Yeah. So. They had the green eye that that's how they sold all their sites because they had the alignment eye on that that nobody else had. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's what sold the IQ sites, even their range finding site. The eye was what sold it because it gave you the perfect alignment every fucking time. Right. The only thing they didn't really let yeah. you know about what was that the them? human eye. Uh, they, they're still owned by Faradine. They're still around. Yeah. Um. But the only thing that people didn't realize, like, it's a great gimmick to say, okay, this tells you if you're in your line. But the problem is, as a coach, I'll let you know, the human eye can't concentrate on two different things at the same time. So you take your eye off the, the magic green eye and go back to your site. Mm -hmm. In that time, you talked about a little bit, you're all fucking center again and all that. So right. it would fuck you over. Um, but it was a good concept. It was a very, very gimmicky idea. Um, but I think the red line... They're they're going to be the man with sights this year. They're going to blow everybody else out of the water. Oh yeah, um, Trophy Ridge is going to be right there with them because mm -hmm. they've got that digital React site that now accepts other scopes. Because my beef with Pro Trophy Ridge was always their scopes fucking sucked. I mean, yeah, they I they agree. they had all their scopes with the sliders and all that. And my biggest problem was the scopes were shit. The scopes yeah. were crooked. There was all kinds of problems yep. with them. But now they came out with a digital react this year. They came out with it, but now they said, okay, it's still a digital react, but guess what? I'm letting you put any scope you want on it now. Yeah. So now you've got a choice. And, and the digital react is also rechargeable. Yes. Yeah. But That's the, the big deal. But the thing I didn't notice, it is it on a dovetail or is it a solid mount? Because who's going to sit there and Both. unbolt their No, tight? it's a solid mount. It's a solid mount on a digital react. And but the only thing I don't like about it well. is because then you'll have to have a separate battery pack to charge that fucking thing. Yeah. Because so the, who's going to the remove ones, their site to, to charge it? All the ones I've seen have all been direct mounts and not dovetails, which is kind of a problem because a dovetail lets you take it off and protect the site mm -hmm. when you're moving it and stuff like that. But dovetail is... A little hard for them to make and i can understand how they probably wouldn't like it because then if someone moved it forward then all your marks are off and all kinds of shit like that but the digital react i like it the biggest thing that i think is the only change for 23 they made on it i think there used to be only two different colors for the backlight on it now there's like five colors for the mm -hmm. backlight yep and when i shot an iq bow sight with a rangefinder, that was my main beef with them the color in the wrong lighting like if you had light coming from behind you or some shit like that was washed out and you couldn't see what it was saying as far as the digital display now this thing comes out red blue yellow white whatever the fuck you want customize it to you nobody else does that mm -hmm. not even your your buddies over there with that fucking company with that site um the garmin site it doesn't even fucking do that yep so 
they they come out with something that's a tenth of the price of the fucking Garmin mm-hmm. and does all this and will accept any kind of scope you want and probably won't shut off and shut off on you in heavy fog and is rechargeable. Um, the only thing about rechargeable, just my own feeling, because I've been exposed to it before, in extreme cold, they die rechargeable fast. is gonna suck. Yeah. So, but you still have marks that you can set on that trophy ridge that give you your marks of where you're gonna be. Yeah, you can take so you the can digital face off it. Yeah. yeah. So you can still set your marks on it and have a backup. Mm-hmm. So with those two things and the price that they're charging for it, it's a no brainer. It's something that people are going to get because people want to be able to just dial it in and see where it is. And it's calculating what it is. It doesn't have a range find or anything like that, but you dial it and tell you here, go there. Fine. Shoot. You're done. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, um, it doesn't calculate range for you, which is a big selling point for it. It gives you all the digital advantages of telling you what it is. And then all of a sudden you can see where you're going to move it to. It's fine. But uh, yeah, without having like a sight tape, that's going to fall off and shit like that. It's all there and it's telling you, which is great. I think Bear's going to got a hit with that thing. It wasn't as big last year, but I know the scope addition to it now and everything else in the backlight going to make it a top seller. The red line. The red line is going to knock everybody else's socks off because of the quality they're giving you. The fucking dreaded Arxos will never be seen again. See, <laughs> the the, end the of only thing I'm, I'm, I got to, especially because of just a, how much of like momentum that the torch gained in their videos and every, well, everybody's yeah. videos, Lancaster, Bowhunter Planet, fucking everybody was on that thing like fucking flies on shit. Yeah. I think this will be the only year it's 300 bucks. I, yeah. I'll, I'll bet money on it. The version two or whatever the fuck is going to be the next one it'll of that. Be HHA like it yeah. will be. It'll it's be four. Go it'll be three ninety nine. It's going to jump a hundred bucks like immediately. I'll, I I can almost bet on that shit. Well, and, I think that if it's going to be that good right now this year, you're going to see it at three ninety nine anyway because normally dealers undercut. Like they'll have an MSRP, but they'll really retail it for like fifty dollars less or something like that just right. to sell them. I think this one goes the other way around, like a car dealer, because of a lack of supply. This one, you may see it. Oh, retail for two ninety nine. Good luck fucking finding one. They're like three fifty four hundred wherever you right, find them. Right, no, that is true. So, that is a good point. Good point. Yes, that may happen to this site this year because when something is that good, but you can't find it, because I know people from experience that were selling, were, might have bought like ten axle sites um and scopes at the beginning of the year did not sell them purposely took them off the shelf wouldn't sell them come opening of indoor season like two or three weeks before uh, put them more. on sale for $8.99 oh my god oh my god <laughs> and you know what and I know the guy who did it they sold <laughs> every fucking one he sold for $8.99 oh my god you can't find them yeah, huh? yeah yeah it's like that's like when um me and Anthony ordered our uh Oh, Stan Onyx is last year's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ordered them last year and it took forever to fucking get them. Mm-hmm. But when we saw them on like any of the Facebook trades or any of that, people had jacked them up oh, minimum yeah, a lot. At least oh, yeah. 50 bucks. At least. The minimum above MSRP was at least 50. And then they went up from there. Yep. Yeah. Until it yeah. became more readily available, then everyone was like, okay, no, we're so, so check this out. This is how I know what happened with, with that Axel thing. Now, Axel's a great company, don't get me wrong, but what the dealers do after that is really on the dealer. So one of my kids needed a site, okay? And 
Joad's season was just starting. I was in this the the first phase of me getting sick and all that. So I said, let me just go with this kid and their parents. I know a couple of pro shops in New Jersey where I can go to, and I'm not going to name the one we went to. We went into a pro shop and they had nothing on the shelf as far as sites. They had some Japanese ones, Shibuya's and stuff like that. But even those were jacked up over the price and they didn't want anything to do with that. She wanted an axle. Her sister had an axle. She wanted an axle uh, achieve XP. So I, the guy, I don't know if he was the owner of the shop or not. I, we had gone to like five shops that day and they're not exactly common in New Jersey in that part where we were. That's why I'm not giving any information about where this was, but I went up to the guy and I swear to God, it was like, I was doing a drug deal. I said to the guy, listen, um, I know I don't see any sites here, but, um, how much would it really cost to get me a new site? Like right now, I'm sure you got something around here. He, he goes, you're serious. And I said, yeah, he goes, all right, come over here. Pull me over with he pulled me over with, with the girl's father. And he's like, Look, um this one's hot retail. right here. This one's got no, no, he, he goes like this to me. He goes, site retails for $5.99, but um he goes like this, he goes under the counter, he pulls out a brand new one. He goes, You see this one here? Yeah, it's the standard black one. Uh let you have this one for $7.50 right now. Oh fuck shit. you. Jesus wept. And and I looked at I'm like, I'm looking around for like vice cops everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, am I gonna get arrested for this shit? He goes, No, no, no. Did they come with a pound of kilo. Yeah, no, no. I looked at the guy, I said crack right now. I looked at him, I looked at the guy, and this is no joke, this is truth. I looked at the guy, I said, make sure there's nobody else looking. I said, be honest with me, is this thing hot? <laughs> he, goes, he goes no no this is just regular stock we've been holding it back for a while we've got other stuff going on you know in in october they're going to be 8.99 that's what we're selling them for we got a few around but give me this one for 750 so i'm like jesus i said all right let me let me talk to them let me talk this over so i went i said he'll sell it to you for 750 dollars a site that really costs 3.99 oh my He's god like, should, should, should we get this thing i'm like are you on drugs? No, we're not going to get this. So I said, I said, listen, um, I never been to that pro shop before. Never went back. I said, we got to go to the ATM. We're going to go find an ATM. We're not doing this on credit card. We'll be back in a few. Just, just keep it there. Just keep it on ice. We'll be there in a few. We left. Never went fucking went back. The next day I, the next day I bought one on our tree talk for $279. Oh, good <laughs> Somebody, job. Jesus. So, so I'm like 279 plus the shipping was under $300. Some guy, I, I, I said, I'm going to watch archery talk all day long. And I have to be refreshing the pages. The minute that the word Axel comes up, I'm going to look for it and I'm going to buy it right away. And I bought it right then and there. And the guy says to me, didn't think it was a big deal or whatever. And I say, here you go. She goes, we almost paid $800 for that. I said, yeah, this one was only used for about a month and they didn't like it. So we got away. But that's the kind of shit that you're going to see happening with things like this red line. You may even see that happening with certain bows if they're that good. I don't think you're gonna oh, see yeah. it with, with the bows now, but you're gonna see shit like that happening. Now, most of the other accessories that came out were focused on bow hunting and stuff like that, tree stands, a lot mm -hmm. of saddle talk. Um, saddles were like the big deal, like, well, this saddle does this and this saddle does that. And I'm like, if you've ever been in a saddle, it's the most uncomfortable thing in the world. Not fucking for me, thank you, no thank you. No, Tree stands right, I've, that I've got to be a question. bit crazy right Not now. Is all the What's, what can you make different about a piece of cloth that wraps around your freaking ass? <laughs> they add pockets. They add pockets. 
you know, bigger, bigger sling and shit like that. But um, so saddles were the big rage. Everyone had a different saddle. Everyone had a different saddle stand. Lone Wolf was out there with their overpriced stands again. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not paying a thousand dollars for a tree stand. Fuck that. I'd rather have somebody put a ladder up a tree for me and I'll go stand on it. I don't give a shit, but tree stands, stuff like that. I think one of the biggest innovations that came out, you saw a lot of different broadheads come out this year. Yes. Yeah. Um, the but F-Gain one of the innovations, the yes. Helix, that thing looks sick. What? The only thing I'm well, worried Helix about is something has been like around for a while. Yeah. But the only thing so, I worry about is something like the, the FJ four. I mean, I know Helix makes really good shit. They're the they're three yeah. blade that they first did last yeah. year when they got with Havilon blades. Yeah. That thing was fantastic. They, you could shoot that thing through a hood. But with the FJ4, the only thing that bothers me about that is that there's no primary center. So yeah. there's no chisel tip on it. It's all blade. And, and I know people that's are like, well, That's a failure you know, point right there. That's yeah. a failure point, but, but everyone's going to say Iron Will does the same tip shit. the point you're on about. Hmm? Well, rather than having the Tanto tip at the point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they, just joining them yeah. together there. That that's the whole thing. And yeah. Iron Will, they're tempered. I don't right. think you can temper three pieces together is going to make it work. Right. For me, the biggest innovation that I saw there, and it's something stupid, but I think it's going to be a big deal. And it's like the most minuscule thing in the world. A company called VIP Archery, they came out with glueless inserts for the arrows. Okay. So these things basically you go into the you put it into the arrow shaft and I forget if you either twist it or you pull it or something like that. And it, these teeth on the inside grip to the inside of the arrow and it does not come out and they've pulled it on all kinds of force and stuff like that. If you can find a real insert that, and they come in all different weights, but now you have an insert system that requires no glue and that you can reuse all the time because if you break it off. So what they're saying is, let's just say that you get your arrow stuck in a tree. There's a way where you can actually twist the arrow or something like that. And then the insert just comes right off and leaves the tip behind. So you don't lose it. Huh. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And they also yeah. came out That's with their own. Video on that. Looks yeah, really they, cool. It is. And they're not that expensive. They're like $35 a dozen, which wow. if you're buying quality archery, nice. archery accessories, that's not a lot of money. No. But the bigger thing they came out with is these match grade field points or target points or whatever you want that are within like literally a, um, a grain of each other from factory. Wow. So now you're looking at stuff like going to the minuscule stuff that doesn't sound like much and doesn't have a lot of fanfare with it. But the real people who are in the archery market, meaning the hunters, the crazies over FOC, because they make these things up to 200 grains and all that. Mm-hmm. Just like when ethics first came out, ethics went bananas mm-hmm. because everyone was buying that. Mm-hmm. I think this is the sleeper out of everything else that we saw that they're not talking a lot about now. It's just like can also mentioned in a lot of the videos, but the minute that this thing spreads, it's going to be all over the place. So oh, yeah. I think they're big, but your buddies with the camera mount. Now that's something that, that, yes, that actually yes. looks really exciting. Yes. Oh, the one that the, the mount that goes right onto the, uh, the staff stabilizers, right. In yes. between the stabilizer. Yeah. Yep, yeah. The, it's from painted it's a, arrow. And it's a simple, it is so simple. I'm surprised no one ever thought about it with the magnet and the, you know, cause a lot of people have their cell phones now on pods and their cars that are, attached by freaking magnets my concern so that little is, thing is just like i actually have to see one to see how strong that magnet is because there are some bows a couple of psc bows that i know from a couple of years ago um 
inertia. Um, yep. Oh, that, yeah. I'm, that's the first ball I'm trying that shit on. <laughs> if you're 30 feet up in the air in a tree, does your brand new iPhone 13 take Ooh. a flight right off the deck from the right. vibration smacking that fucker right off? Smack. Yep, yep. Mm. Exactly. That's, that's my only Is concern. Is that the arrow or the phone hitting the animal? <laughs> <laughs> like oh, I, the Mac I missed the, I missed the deer. Blade. The Mac Pro. <laughs> I, I missed the deer, really but cool. the fucking phone knocked them right the fuck out. I, I like the fact that they have multiple <laughs> mounts though for it. They have the bow. Oh yeah, they got mount. the ten degree everything right. to, to make it even, which is great because I don't think anyone's ever considered that before. Yep. Um, the only black eye on that product, product, and I don't know if they they're able to solve it or not, is. Can putting something between the riser and the stabilizer affect the affect the performance of the stabilizer at all? Because if it turns out that putting one of these fuckers destroys your stabilizer's effectiveness for being able to have a camera on there, even with you the, really the little foam block, to be yeah, end. with the little yeah, because well, the, the most foam block is the, just supposed to stop the vibration the of the camera. phone and the stabilizer to stop the vibration coming up into the phone. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. my my thing is placing that actual mount between your stabilizer and the bow. Does that negate the performance of your stabilizer itself? Because now you've got a, a second disconnect in between the stabilizer and or even worse, between the stable between the bow, between the quick disconnect and then the sp- stabilizer. Yeah. So does that have any effect on the performance? Now, that's the one thing that he never said anything about in the video. Right. And I'd be really curious to see if it does. So my only two proving points that they really have to come up with. Sounds like you got homework. (laughs) My two points that they have to prove is a, give me a really, really bad ass speed bow. That's got so much energy rocking out of it. It'll shake teeth, teeth, teeth out of an old lady sitting across the street from you because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of them like that because all that vibration and that instant shock has to do something to the bow that, translates all that that energy down to the to where your phone is does it knock the phone off the thing and in the worst case scenario your phone falls out of the tree and smashes the screen or something like that right two what impact does it have on the performance of the stabilizer so i think you'd have to try it i think we have to get one of these to josh jones and be like josh you got your magic hand for testing stabilizer performance. Put one of these fuckers on and tell me what you feel about it. Well, I mean, you're going to add the weight of the phone right to the bow immediately. You know, I'd like to see him try it and see what he says about it. Because if he says there's no impact on the stabilizer at all, then that means they worked it out and actually, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. You wait on your phone, it'll it'll mess up some stuff, but mm-hmm. doing that with the stabilizer, if he says it has no impact on the stabilizer at all, then more than likely your phone is probably safe because your phone's not going to get such bad bad impact from it. But if you put it on a really high performance bow who's got that much shock that comes out the end, let's just see if it shakes that mount off because I my scary part was he just went like this and he slapped it right, slapped the phone right on there with that magnet. Mm-hmm. But does the magnet come off with enough pressure where it just flies right off that's a problem so i don't know how they're going to deal with that aside from that it's a great it's a great invention i I really think a simple tool like that's going to make these people a lot of money probably more money than the glow in the dark fucking d loops will yes yes i see my (laughs) only thing the only thing i was laughing about is because anyone who knows anything about like electronics electronics and magnets don't like each other 
Yeah. No. You know? <laughs> so are you going to put this big ass magnet to hold your phone in place? And then all and of a sudden you have like an SD card in your phone and it's fucking blank. So everything's gone. <laughs> you know? So you've got one of those cases that you slip your credit card in on the back. Yeah, oh, your shit. credit cards are all blank now. <laughs> so, that's what I mean. It's, so, it's, it's, you know, it's the glow in the, dark, glow in the dark D loop is cute. Um, I don't think it's anything new, but it's, they've had neon, but this one actually glows in the dark. Like, yeah, but so does bloodlines fibers. You can get glow in the dark bow, bow strings. I mean, if you really yeah, want. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's a novel idea. But now, how does this D loop? Is it stiff? Is it loose? He wouldn't show what it was doing, what right. the mm -hmm. compatibility was, because you all know how, like me, I prefer a very pliable and flexible D loop yeah. compared to what the fuck some of these other country companies sell out there. They're so stiff that you know I could just I need a pair of pliers to bend it. I mean, for yeah. shit, shit's sake. So we don't know about that. Um, the other stuff that I saw as far as, you know, innovative products that not, not for nothing, the quivers were a disappointment in particular, the knock on one. Usually I, uh, no, no, there was one that impressed me. Uh, the, the, the trophy Ridge one, tro the trophy Ridge one. That one yep. was impressive because it comes with all the bars to make it independently oh, sure. different for you. Piece. Yep. Yeah. It's, I, I really, really like that. And when, I mean, if it sucks in as low as the Matthews low pro will, that's what $250 a low pro 150 yep. for the trophy Ridge one. It, you can use it as a one piece. You can use it as a two piece. You can suck it in as tight or as far from the bow as you want it. Yep. It's got the LEDs in the hood, like the hex light quiver. That really, really impressed me. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as the other stuff that was out, one thing stood out for me and that company total peep they actually came out with like oh. a sleeve that goes over the qad thing yeah so you stop yeah. it yeah. up yeah well see yeah the, those, those are those I, I saw those too i thought those were neat nifty as heck because it's like a no-brainer like stupid little thing to put on your freaking qads yeah. or dropaways right so, yeah well the thing that i like too this was actually right the, the first off. year that they were allowed to give a better description of their actual peep site. Yeah. Like most of the other years, it was like, oh, it's total peep. Okay, cool, whatever. It's a fucking peep site. This year, they actually had someone actually gave them the time to say, hey, what is different about your peep site? And I just never thought, I'm like, oh, it's another fucking barrel site. People are just fucking biting off Hamsky shit because, you know, the Raptor peeps fan yeah. is, a, is a great yeah. barrel peep site. Well, apparently their peep site, and I'm going to buy one because I really do want to test this. This is that aluminum one, right? Right. It's aluminum. Yeah. So it's yeah. able to take high-speed bows like the inertia and the full throttle. It's meant for it's meant, meant for the, the 70-pound bows. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But the way it's tapered inside the peep site, your string, round. You know, your string is able to turn up to 20 degrees, and the image will stay round. It will not oval out. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's if it turns and... Slightly Which, canted. You're still looking through perfectly. Yeah, but for like I'm guys, still like trying to figure out how they're doing that, though. Neither that do doesn't I. make That's any sense I'm, to me. It doesn't. The only thing I can figure is that they actually tapered the housing on both sides, so as the image shifts, the housing is actually taking care of the the circle image. Where for me, fuck for me and Rich both, both of us between the inertia and his kuma both being violently aggressive bows, this may be something that might be a bit of a game changer because those bows are notorious for twisting their strings. You know? See, so, like, I couldn't get a good look at I've, it, I've so I'm wondering say, if... Re, re, regards to the bear, these uh, 
the strings I've got on it, I've had no bloody problems with them. I've had a set from Jeremy, mm -hmm. and I've had a set from Unbound Archery. Both of those have been fantastic. The original, the original strings on there, I used to get peep twist. But mm. well, I'm using a rad super juice peep on that now, and that's it. I've tried Fletcher True peeps, and I've tried G5 Meta peeps. They're too soft. Both of those yeah. frayed the string, frayed mm. the bowstring. Lance recommended the rad super juice 38. He sent me one over, and when the bow was over at the archery shack, Jeremy actually fitted me one to it. And not even a hint of frame with that paper arm. Um, mm -hmm. But but I'm this one, this one, this one, I'm still trying to figure out how they can came, come to a claim to fame as far as it being able to do that. Because if a peep turns even eight degrees on you, your your point of impact is going to change. Yep. So unless the front yep. is like radically different from the back as far as the scope and the sweep and all that, I don't see a fucking way to do that. Because if I turn my peep sideways, I'm not see, I'm seeing sideways. Right. But. I'd have sounds to like see what it purchase is. make two. <laughs> exactly. That's, it sounds like something I have to check out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. exactly. That's it's why just I'm weird. interested in buying one to try it. Because I, as soon as I heard their claim that it can do this and it's for the more aggressive bows, and I'm like, I'll try it on inertia. Let's send this shit. I don't care, you know, J just for something to toy with. I mean, it, it, it sounds like it, to me, it almost sounds too good to be true. I mean, if my kids, yeah. if my string is able to twist slightly and the image is still round. I would be shockingly impressed because that would be to me that especially on an aggressive bow, anyone like even for someone now modern wise shooting like the omen. If you could have something like that, if it's slightly twist and you're still good, that would be phenomenal. Now, what's the okay, so, on that? I, think I don't it's know. It's 24.99, I believe. That's yeah, that's not yeah, it's really not that so, bad. It the ha the Hamsky Raptors, depending on where you find it, it's either twenty bucks or it's like twenty two dollars, something like. So it's pretty comparable to the Hamsky price. And that that's cheap in the specialty archery peeps. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, the, the yeah, specialty so, uh, the specialty archery ones are are modular. This is this you can't put yeah. a lens or any of that type of shit in. So it's a standard. So peep. as far as the accessory world goes, there wasn't a lot else release there no um oh, I, there was, I, I saw one thing that i thought was kind of cool what was that um the, as far as accessories if you count lenses oh yeah 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 did you see the the, the new reticles that they put on some of the docks lenses yes yes mm -hmm. try He goes, I can't remember which one. Which it was shape the it was. He goes for the three D archer. Yeah. For the three D archer, you got the one where running up the leg. There you go. Boom. You you're in. Mm -hmm. You. Uh, I think the diamond was more for target, so that way you can line that thing right in the middle of whatever target you're shooting at, and it's two hit the lines. Center. Yeah. Do the same thing. Uh, again, it's one of those things where your visual representation does one thing. What the actual shooter does when he releases the arrow is another. But it's taking a lot of the rifle sight theory and put it into bow bow lenses now which is really really great how they're doing that yeah, yeah um, I, and i thought that was a, a, a total killer idea because it you know you throw that lens on an ultra view it's game on because for specialty archery years ago we still have them now you had a frosted sight that the only thing you saw was the center and you would put that over the oh, middle the of the target vision. the double vision mm -hmm. and 
that was very popular for a long time. And then some people started to freak out with it. So they got rid of it, but it's still around today. Mm -hmm. This is taking the same idea without blinding you and giving you other reference points on the scope, which is great to do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so that's a good innovation that they had. Wasn't a hell of a lot more than that. You had the Bodoodle released the rest. It doesn't look like it's going to be much, whatever. That thing is ugly as hell. Uh, fucking knockoff of the hamster. It is. Ugly. I didn't even it's look so at that ugly. thing. I, I saw a quick picture. I was like, bye. It looks, it doesn't look great. No. Um, I'll check it out to see what it's about. Like I said, the the quivers were kind of disappointing. Um, so then you have two, You the next category that comes up, and it's kind of the last category, I would think, because no one really gives a shit about packs or anything like that. Um, the next thing that comes up is we're not even talking about crossbows because I don't really. Oh, come on. Charity. There's one. Which one? The, the Belisa. Oh, I was talking to you about it. Wasn't <laughs> yes, I? The fucking Belisa. That bitch is the John yes. Wick fucking crossbow. It's this little <laughs> itty bitty handheld that does I three hundred. I got a bonus I, I, for that crossbow. Right. I want one. Fuck yes. It's somebody Dude, it's take tiny. my fucking money off me now. It's got so a you're fucking... talking about the one that. The one that that's an auto loading Jorge Spra. Yes, look it's at, got a five fucking, clip of fucking bolts. Yeah, it does three hundred and thirty feet a second. Illegal. It's got a rip cord so you can fucking load it and shit. Which and is legal the, for a home defense, but illegal for hunting. Fuck yes, dude. That thing is. This, when I seen the dude was like, check it out. It's a little handheld. And he's like, watch this. He goes like, Kataw! and it's got a fucking shoulder bump. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, when that did John Wick come to the fucking yes. ATA? This is fucking epic. I saw that video and I freaking soiled myself. Dude, I was shocked. I was like, ah, oh. like it, my YouTube was on autoplay as I was going through, and then this thing pops up. I'm like, ah, oh, it's a fucking cross. And whatever. When and I they start going that, through the details, and I, all of a sudden I stop, and I'm like, yeah. I am zoned in on this shit. I'm like, John Wick's here. When I saw that video, <laughs> the girls talking about it, and walking through the back, I am about ninety percent sure I saw the guy from Raven looking at that thing, be like, "What the fuck is that?" And keep walking. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. I get the fuck out because, of here. Because yeah, that that's. Yeah, but I get you. I bet, I bet you get more than yes. twenty shots out of it before you have to change your string like a raven. <laughs> more than likely raven gets um, like 200 shots and the strings are blown up so the only other thing that came out besides that there were a couple of releases i wasn't that's impressed what, by that's anything the, the crossbows need a shot counter to yeah. to change the fucking strings listen not for um, nothing if norman Reedus would be a fucking uh, excited oh, and get a fucking hard on with that goddamn crossbow <laughs> he ain't gotta fucking oh, pull God, a bolt yeah. out and load it in there he's like fuck it let's go bitch <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they're watching that it's, video and I'm rubbing it's, one. Out it's it's literally like the summary of a pump action fucking crossbow. It's so stupid. Well, yeah. What they did was they brought a movie prop to life because yeah. that was the fucking crossbow they had in Van Helsing. They had a clip. That right. That's what I'm saying. That thing was fucking oh, awesome. God, yeah. And when they said it was 330 feet a second, I was shocked. I figured, and especially when you find out it's got the gear ratio on the pull handle, yeah. so it overcompensates and overdoes the poundage for you to, to yeah. multiply it so you can pull it back easier. And I was like, A, this thing's got a fucking ripcord. B, it's got a fucking magazine. And it's got a fold-out stock. I'm like, what? Did Palmetto State Armory make this fucking thing for this price? <laughs> I'm like, how in the fuck? It was the only time in ever. I've ever been excited about a crossbow. Me, it's like, if you, you know, if you're disabled, I completely like understand. You gotta, you know, Dude, it, it's, it's did, fucking unreal. Did they say how much it was going to be? Because that's the only thing I didn't hear. I think he said it was, was $6.99. Okay, then the next thing you'll hear after you purchase one of those and bring it home is, 
Open up, FBI! I don't care how I'm much that fucking thing is. My feet are going on only fans tonight. There's some kinky fucker up on one of those things. Oh my god, dude. It was so um, I never get excited about crossbows, and I couldn't wait to bring that fucking thing up. I literally wrote crossbow on my fucking paper just because of the fact that this crossbow was getting mentioned. I didn't give a shit. I, you know, oh my god. All right. Whew. All right, that, so that's, you know where I got that from. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hate anyway. you for talking about that crossbow. I'm sat here now and I'm fucking moist. Dude, oh my fun. god, it's great. Okay, you got a fucking um, every woman just listening possibly just got offended by that word in America. Oh, Jesus he said the word um, moist. That's fucking. I tell you, I tell you what, wait, wait till you wait till you combine it with the word gusset and say moist gusset <laughs> to the most disgusting sounding word. Yeah, ever. you just fu- you just fucking offended my cat. Look at <laughs> cat's like, I'm gonna disconnect Angel again. <laughs> that button. Oh my god. Um. So so. You know, aside from the, you know, the, um, the moisturizing crossbow that came out, right. um, the moisturizer 3000, yeah. <laughs> um, that's going to get you locked up by the ATF and FBI. Uh, it's got a pistol brace. We're all going to jail. <laughs> yeah. We're all going this to jail. This is our, for the our Andrew Tate moment. That's right. Uh, um, Besides that, the releases that came out were nothing special. No, True Ball came out with I think two releases, a big fucking deal. Yeah, so the did, Trident um, and the. the I, I, I'm really not going to knock the Trident. The fact that it's got three, uh, fucking hooks on it and it self relocks. So that it's a cool idea. I mean, but it self resets, but you won't hang that fucker off your off your. No, you're and not going to there. Yeah, but who? who realistically, Is who it, besides John fucking Rainbow might need a goddamn self resetting release? <laughs> no, but I, what I'm talking about is like when I'm in a Every, tree stand. He wants self resetting. He just buys the moisturizer three thousand. Right. Oh my god! Doesn't he? That's it. When, when, when I when I'm in a tree stand, I take my my release and I lock it onto my D loop and it hangs off the bow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think you can do it with that one because it's just no. got a hook. No, it's just a single so hook. So that, that's right gonna off. that's gonna piss some people off. Mm-hmm. There was another release that came out that had like a little clip on it that hung it in there, mm-hmm. but that wasn't one of them. So, and the, Stan came out with a another release or something like that, but it didn't look so hot to me when I saw it. Um, oh, the wrist release. Yeah, See, it was the, a wrist because release. I shoot because I shoot an, uh, an index finger. Mm-hmm. That's the only kind yeah. of releases I look at. The others, I just can't shoot them right, so I, mm-hmm. I just don't look at them. <clears throat> so, to me, that that Stan release reminded me of. Here's here's for those Joad classes that of a kid who wants to learn how to use a use a, a thumb release without yeah. getting a, getting a thumb release because they're yeah. afraid it's they're going to send it right through the riser. Yep. For that, I just start them off with me, Carter and be done with it. <laughs> yeah, but you see, but you yeah. you obviously get exactly where I'm at. Yeah, I know. Who wants that big fucking thing hanging from their wrist all the time? Exactly at a, at a range. So. Oh, yeah. Besides the un unexciting, less than exciting releases that came out, the last category that was there, and we all know where I'm going with this, is for the at-home Bowtech, the guy who's servicing all his shit at home. The we'll guy back who- to Last Chance Archery again. Last chance. Oh no, we gotta start off with a good one. Come on, because we know we're gonna we're, shit on that one. So, so I, I we're gonna shit on that last chance. Granted, yeah. I want to say. The OMP was the sleeper and Fuck came out with that, with that fucking the flight the, deck. The, 
the oh, flight yeah. deck is what turned me on. Yeah. And, and the flight um, deck, I tried to order. I actually pulled them up and they said well. it's not available till, till the end of March, beginning of April for me to get a flight deck out of them. Um, it's cheap. Can you at least pre-order it? Uh, no, I couldn't. No. So oh. the flight deck is 70 bucks retail on their yeah. site. Okay. That's fucking oh, better than that, a Blitzenberg. Wait, no, 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 no. That, that big ass hour, uh, Fletcher is 70 bucks? $70. Not the Fletcher. No, no. The, oh. no, the, the, the flight the deck. The fletching jigs under the Phoenix is $124.99. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Cool. I was on the But still, $124 is nothing compared to $400 you're going to pay for a last chance. Yeah. So it's $124. But the flight deck, which is the arrow spinner, arrow filer. Oh, yes. 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 Okay. I know what you're about. Chamfer the whole bit. Yep. And that's solid steel, just like everything else. The last chance sells. But the flight deck from OMP is seventy bucks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, that looks and it it's really not does. it's not a short spinner either. This is a nice long spinner to let you spin the entire shaft plus chamfer it, sand off the end of it with a diamond on the end. It's even got a cleaner that you can go in there, scrape up, and take out all the dust from inside the shaft from and put a um, put the same thing you used to clean the inside of your rifle, one of those yeah, patches the on, there, on there, and run it down the shaft and pull it up and clean out your shaft completely. That's such a simple system. And for 70 bucks, that's the real deal. Yes. But that oh, if, fle- if the fletching jig. Yeah. Is it the serious spinners? $50. And that is just a spinner. Yes, yeah. it's a spinner. Yep. It's all it is. So this, I mean, actually, there's a couple of companies, the most popular spinner out there is a two-piece spinner that's got like these black rods on it. I have like three of them because there was break. Mm-hmm. And oh, those are like 40 yeah. bucks. This right. is $69.99 for 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 steel. And it does that. And I'm looking at it on their site right now. Now, the fletching jig, that to me was like, this thing is all metal-based, metal construction. It's yeah. not going to break apart on you because the clamps are plastic. They get gummed up and all that. And mm-hmm. then they just basically deteriorate. Mm-hmm. This is not like my Blitzenberg. Yeah. It comes no, with no, a, no. This, it, this thing is, everything is movable. This, yeah, oh, I know. Like it's all right. I'm, not, I'm, I'm just saying it, it, the reason why I would move the Blitzenberg is because I like the whole metal place. idea to be able to yeah. clean it. Oh, yeah. So when this it comes to cleaning, yeah. yes, yes, yes. The one, the one drawback to a bit is that you have to really screw them down somewhere. Otherwise, they move, move around a lot um, oh, or clamp them somewhere. Because they, they're heavy, but they can tip over easily. This oh, thing's okay. got this big, round, nice base on it, and it comes built in for four fletch. So you can you use four fledged. Oh, it had um, you guys just screw holes. Another uh, idea for already built like into the print. Bad. Fuck. <laughs> huh? Let's hear it. Oh my god! I never even thought about that shit. What? <laughs> I got to design a base for the bits. There already is one out please. there. Oh, a base, a base. A yeah, base. I a can. Base. I made that arrow holder in I don't know twenty minutes that yeah. I designed oh, real, like real quick. I, 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 I'll take the base. Yeah, no, I, uh, the problem is I would need to get my hands on the bits and do the measurements first. And I don't know if, if yeah, I want to well, buy like fletching a seven... my shit. I can, once when I get a chance, I'll send you mine. No, I can get There's one. I know where to get one. I can borrow Arthur's. Arthur has one. Okay. So, so the, what you call the, uh, the jig is, uh, the be- between 109 and 124. It must be a difference in different options you can buy with it. But the clamp, an extra clamp is only 20 bucks. 
So Jesus, if you want holy multiple shit, clamps, that's cheaper than my Boning Pro. Fuck. I, I, I'm, sta I'm staring at it here How on the site right now. Again? 124 uh, 109 oh, to 124 on the deep end so it's 109 for the for the lower end one 129.24.99 for for the max which probably the only difference is going to be actually i don't know if it'll show it to me here or not it might Let's be see. a helical now now, now me being the idiot i am okay <laughs> and this is me being the idiot i am this new one does all the helicals all the fletching types right out to five degrees and no extra accessories I have to buy for it. Nope. nope. It does. I'm reading it right now. It does three fletch, um, four fletch, X pattern. It does. Because when you look at the fletch, when you look at the blitz, X. yeah. When you look at the blitz in order to, you know, standard, you can only do three mm -hmm. without buying an adapter. Right. Your helical, you have to buy the left, the right, and the straight to get all the different variations. And each clamp is about 40 bucks each, right? Yeah, more than that. Mm -hmm. Usually and then the blitz that. itself is 80 bucks, right. 70 80 to bucks. 90. Yeah. Depending on where you're getting it from. Yeah. They so engaged. right there again, you're saving a buttload of money. And then actually to fix, the, and the, to fix the screw up parts that most people consider the part on the blitz that wears out the most, the turn the receiver on the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to mm -hmm. get the, with the AAE new receiver to actually fix that problem. Or so, you get a fire knock, yeah, which will cost you $200 just for that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Isn't isn't the AAE? You you have to have a separate one for three fletch and a separate one for four fletch. Whereas the Zenith one comes yeah, with the three and four. The Zenith one three does three and four, whereas the AAE yeah, is the separate AAE, threes and fours. You have to have them. It's the same as the last chance, isn't it? If you you mm -hmm. you're spending nearly four hundred dollars on the fletching jig, and if you're on a four fletch, you got to right give me more money for a four fletch fucking adapter. Yeah, you know what? For that money, I'd want it to come with a naked old up Jessica fucking Simpson to fletch me arrows for me. Man, it comes with a naked Jessica Simpson. You ain't fletching shit. The fuck are you talking about? Yeah, you're right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, but I agree. The most I mean, the three like thousand. The, exactly, exactly. Um, no, for me, I agree, though. Like that, The next fletching jig I buy will be like the OMP for sure. Like absolutely yeah. the flight deck I want from them. And like even right now, like most of the stuff that they're making, their their vice is better than everybody, in my opinion, on the market. Yeah. Uh either even yeah, like it's compact, it doesn't take up a lot of room. Shit. Well, it depends if you on which one you buy. If you buy their Versa Vice, it's a little bit this more smaller. bulky. Yeah, it's bulky, but it's got the micro tuning knobs. So if you're you know, if your bow's slightly at a level, you don't gotta fucking unlock it and pray to God you get it back in level or leave it slightly loose so you, then you could bump it. You just turn these stupid knobs, and it will level the bow in every goddamn direction. Um, but the add-on now that they have for you to level your sight that goes into the Versa vise, you, it's a little adapter that you slide into the vise. It's got the, bolt, um, the bubble levels in both directions. This way you can get it you know, centered every direction and accepts all of the sight mounts so it doesn't matter if it's excel hha whatever because everyone uses the same bolt pattern and now instead of you having to buy a 90 dollar what the hell is it called the true true flight or whatever it's called the red sight level thing that they make mm -hmm. you can buy this yeah. 30 dollar adapter throw it in your vice and have yourself a level you're done and you're done that's it so you can level your bow you can level your sight you can like the OMP is becoming like the, 
the the all around company. Like I have my my budget fifty dollar vice over here. The second I have the money to buy the fucking OMP, that bitch is getting thrown in the garbage. That's the one I have, and it's great. I mean, I I have their their micro their micro adjust one, and it's probably the best the best clamp I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, now that they came out with that little bubble, you can do whatever the hell you want on it. But if you actually go on their website, the number of tools that they had, they're all geared towards the home user. Oh yeah, because they're they're simple and all that. Um, and that's the that's the next game that that the manufacturers are are targeting. They're targeting people who do their work at home. Even yep. Dudley mentioned it because Dudley started this shit. I hate to tell you, oh, he he's the I one agree. who started it, saying everybody should learn how to work on their own bows. Now mm-hmm. you know me; I've been teaching my girls to work on their own shit for years. Absolutely. Um, but we've both been doing the same thing for a long time. It's just that he took it to a whole new level where he was the first one ever to put it on TV in little snippets between his shows, commercials saying, this is how you, how you tie a D loop. This is how you do this mm-hmm. shit. That was so stupid. So taboo because nobody, but pro shops ever did that bullshit. Right. Unless you knew a guy who worked in a pro shop, nobody was ever able to tie another D loop for you outside of a pro shop. Mm-hmm. My girls do that when they're on the range 20 times a year for different people, whatever. They keep D-loop in their pockets and shit like that. Right. But that, that that's what he started. Before you know it, like I said, he's the one who bought all the last of the Express Pros and sold them on his website so people can work at home. He wasn't selling to pro shops. Right. He's selling to people at home. So then OMP starts to see, and not for nothing, a lot of different companies came out with like bullshit little accessories and stuff like that. Hamsky came out with this stuff, which was really geared for pro shops, but then they started to sell it on their regular website because they they saw that the ordinary guy at home was buying their shit and willing to pay a hundred dollars for a quality tool. Yeah, yeah. Now, OMP comes like the out new arrow site. Oh, yeah, the yeah, waypoint level. The waypoint. The waypoint, mm-hmm. it's cute. Most people will find that they don't need it, but for the guy at home, it's good because you can reference the top of your hour, the bottom of your hour, left and right. Yeah, the, telling uh, you to me that's the biggest thing about it. Like it's yeah. one of those tools where if you do your initial setup, you set your 13 16 and you set your height yeah. from the fucking, you know, uh, from the grip of the bow and all of that, you set and lock your knobs in place. If you ever have any questions, you slide that bitch on the arrow and be like, I'm still good. Cool. And put it back on the shelf. You know, meantime, I mean? like the way I teach people to do it, that's a really easy way for, for the person who doesn't have the time to learn how to do everything. Right. But me, if you have a caliper and you've got, and you've got a, a T T square, we do the same thing, and the two tools together cost maybe twenty bucks. Yep, this yep. is a hundred dollars. Good, I'm not. But it's made that, does it that way. <laughs> but it's this made idiot proof. Mm-hmm. Um, they they made it so that the common guy can do it with about five minutes worth of education to know how to use it. Right. So everybody, because you go on OMP site right now, they have D loop pliers, mm-hmm. they have kits for working on bows, overpriced, but whatever. Don't get me started. Um, all kinds of nice stuff they got. But it's not priced because for a long time, unless you've been working in a bow shop, most of the stuff, like as far as levels and stuff like that, they were really outpriced because machine levels from this one company were like $200 for a set right. of one. Um, now they've coming out with levels that, you know, Hamsky was expensive at a hundred bucks, but now they, they've got them on here. Freehand bow and arrow level kit, $27. I'm looking at right now. Yep. They yeah, got the little, pliers, the little $23. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that pissed me oh, off when oh. I called them, the, the pro shop bench express was just something you find in Harbor freight, but it's 56 99. Theirs is nicer. has more, more, more drivers. I like it better. They don't fucking have it. Um, right. But, but that they're making everything so that the average guy at home 
can work on this stuff. As a mechanic, they make qualm. If you yes. go to Harbor Freight to buy any of those T-bolt things, do not buy the fucking <laughs> Pittsburgh ones. Spend the $29 yeah. and buy the fucking ones that say Icon on them. And okay. I know anyone who's a mechanic, listen, I can't believe you buy shit from Harbor Freight. I've been fucking trying to break these Icon sockets for two fucking years and haven't broke a goddamn one yet. Okay. So well, if you buy anything from Harbor Freight and you want it to last and you want professional quality, buy the Icon shit because they are fucking phenomenal for the money like it has literally stopped everyone i I know from buying snap-on and matco it's retarded for when i was really doing a lot of shop work i used to go probably every two three months to lowe's to buy a new set of wrenches and stuff Mm -hmm. like that because their their allen wrenches used to fucking wear out yep well i guess they got the q2 because now they came out i used to throw them out Mm-hmm. especially the folding wrenches and stuff like that. Yep. Well, now they just came out with a whole new line. This diamond tipped on the end of it. Oh, they shit. don't wear out. Nice. And they're like $5 more than the other ones. Mm-hmm. So everyone is starting to notice like people are working on a lot more shit at home and they want stuff that's going to last and not buying the cheap shit. And they're, anymore. And they're willing to, it, they're willing to, to pay, pay for it. it. They'll, they'd rather pay the premium price and get quality shit than keep buying cheap shit. And thinking, oh, I'm going to save a few bucks here. And in the long run, they're not saving shit. No. So most people don't know, you know, John Dudley started with people, you know, teaching people how to do stuff at home and then selling them presses and stuff like that. But there's one company that actually really started for the first time taking an industry product and selling it to the end user. And most people don't even realize who it was. Um, It wasn't any of these companies. The first guy to do that was uh, a guy by the name of Butch Baker and Baker Archery Products. Yep. Because he's the first one who went on YouTube and said, here's our new products and stuff like that. Instead of just saving that for dealers and stuff, it's like, you can buy these things. They cost more because they last more, but this is how you make a string and stuff like that. You know how many fucking string businesses got started because they're watching this guy's video, bought his equipment, and that shit lasts forever? Cause he makes a really nice vice also it's yep. expensive, but now everyone's trying to copy. It's not, the OMP is the best vice you can get. I don't care what anyone says. The butch Baker is a, is a vice that has multi-tier multi-purpose and you can literally bludgeon somebody, put it back where it belongs to cops and never know you did it. Yep. But that, that is true. That's, it is built like a tank, but that's what it's for. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, other, people have seen this as another market for them to get to and last chance is one of them now they came out with their ball vice system and if you saw what it is no pro shop (laughs) yeah no no pro shop in their right mind would buy that i don't care how deep into the uh last chance kool-aid you're into um no pro shops buying that shit uh I agree. it may look cool hanging there practical speaking it's bullshit i'm sorry it doesn't work for the home user they might convince a home user but when you're talking Especially about someone starting, who hasn't gotten all that shit thank you but when you're talking about somebody who's a home user spending 600 fucking dollars for really this yeah that's how much it is oh my god 600 dollars right. and it only, comes with, yeah, no. it only comes with it only comes with the first <laughs> It only comes with the first attachment. The other two attachments are additional that you got to buy that you saw. I I presume like everything else, last chance, if you want to deal the jewels, you know, like for the AR and 
Yeah, it's all separate. So the, the AR, it's, it's which going to be more and more and more. I found that really weird that they would show that part at a fucking archery trade show because it's designed for a fucking AR. Like, oh, here's the AR magazine that we simulate on. Here you just snap your AR, AR on them. Like, that's fucking weird to show at an archery trade show. Granted, some people I can into understand archery. it because a lot of people, it, it, even though it's an archery trade show, I understood it because nine times out of ten, the average hunter Who's does into that's into guns. Yeah, does both. He does both and always will do both. So they figure, let's get a side business in here. Hey, just in case they want this, it appeals to a market who's some of the same people. So mm-hmm. I get it, but quality wise, I didn't see the quality built into the into that uh, vice that they have. Um, I like the ball, the the whole idea of the ball, the ball clamp, clamp. yeah, clamp, clampy. But the rest of the product itself, the vice itself, everything else was too bloody bulky. Well, if they could the make thing. it to where that ball, that ball was connected to the OMP Versa cradle. Oh yeah, game on! I'm all about it. OMP but would it, sue them in two minutes, but oh, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, here's the here's the deal for me though. I I. The reason why I don't go for last chance vices, someone gave me their $250 vice. Okay. The one that you bolt onto the side of the side of the table, and then it's got the flexible arms that go up and down and you lock them into place and it holds it. Uh, the one that Griv is always showing when he's ever, when, so someone gave me that vice years ago. It's still hanging in my shop. Okay. You said this, that one. <laughs> send it to Anthony. He needs it more. <laughs> Uh, I might. I might just take it <laughs> over there. You need a vice, Anthony? I'll send you this one. That's I fine. got the last chance vice. You want that one? I can send it to you. Not the new um, one. <laughs> no, the older one. Oh, yeah, that's fine. The, the older one that Griv used to show that oh, you yeah, go yeah. like this and no, then you uh, lock Griv it. Griv won Neems. Oh, he did? Yeah, I got a text before. Uh, me and Dougie got it from yeah, Don. Don said it. Said, Don, Don said it to us earlier. Yeah. Griv he won, won what? Neems. Senior pro? Yes, sir. Yeah. Good. Good. Nice. Good for him. He's been going enough years. Yeah, <laughs> um, so that the, the new vice has the same problem as the old vice. The old vice, like you would put the bow in there, you adjust it to whatever position you want. And if you're using the levels or something like that, when you locked it, even if you had it perfectly level, the second you locked it, it still fucking moved. And then you had to like loosen it a little and lock it again and hope it would take you like 20 steps to get it to sit level from where it was. This one has the same fucking problem, and the guy even showed it there. And he's like, "Oops, I shouldn't have showed that." Oh, because shit. that ball, because <laughs> that ball vice. Did, 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 as well, when he tested them all, because he tested all the vices, didn't he? MFJJ. I don't think he tested. And he I didn't test this he, one. No, no, I don't think he did that one yet. No, he not, the, not the, the new one. The old, the old last chance. Yeah, yeah he didn't like it either. At maximum reach. Yep. Yeah, he did start sagging as well. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. One, it falls. Two to lock it in place. Like he was showing it when he tried to lock it in place. You can't get the fucking level of state, stay where you have it. Yeah. So this new one, the $600 fucking vice has the same exact fucking problem with the build. Only it's on steroids because it's thicker, but still does the same fucking thing. So why would I buy that for 600 bucks plus have to get the other accessories to go with it when I could just buy an OMP for two ninety nine and be done with it, and have the micro adjust and all that, the greatest, the greatest vice that's ever been made. Yeah, that's what the one thing though I think right now is the problem because like you see a lot of people that want to jump on the greatest and latest shit. Yeah, but you have OMP 
who is absolutely just annihilating people. OMP, like originally, like, even like five years ago, people were saying in order for you to build a good at-home bow shop, it's going to cost about 1500 bucks. Yeah. yeah. OMP is actually making that possible right now. Granted, the only thing you have to buy from Lance Chance uh, is like if you buy the green press, if you're using a hunting bow or whatever. And literally $400 for the green press, and then you spend $300 on a vice. Now you get the $125 badass fletching jade they're going to release. You get the flight deck for $70, bucks, pliers $30, like all the all little odds and ends in some fucking levels. And now you're at like, you're, you can legitimately build your home shop for $1,500 because OMP made everything reasonable. Yeah. And yeah, it's top quality shit, you know? So other people have come out with videos. Dan Staten with Elk Shape, he's one of them. He came out with a video. Like, this is my little bow shop. I'm going to show you how much it costs to make this bow yes, shop. I saw that one. And as he's totaling the shit, he's way above like three grand. Yep. already and all the last chance stuff that he has and all you know you needed an arrow saw and all the other bullshit i'm like what no. the fuck no that's three grand he's spending okay the new arrow saw that just came out that um mfjj was showing right he's 130 dollars oh, yeah and i'm yeah. like holy I shit i can't remember who makes that one now but I, it, it I, looks similar to the apple doesn't it just in red it looks very but it's not like the apple the motor doesn't move it's very stable and it's dirt fucking cheap and it's not loud and it has yeah. a bag you can attach to it so when i saw that i'm like you know if i didn't have an 800 arrow saw i might buy one of those there's no way that i'm buying the last chance one that's 600 bucks because I don't give two shits that it's putting water on my shaft so I don't get dust all over the place. It actually is making a bigger mess for me. And the other stuff they had from arrow maintenance that's built into that, OMP just blew them out of the water because their flight deck has every fucking thing on there and it's $70. That's it. So the flight what, deck what is the point? Arrow, so you're good to go. Well, yeah. Saying, so OMP exactly is what I'm saying. Market with that shit because it literally it's, it's shit that's designed for a shop that's top quality for home use at still at personal use prices it's 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 yeah. insane you know yeah it is i mean it, it, the, that last chance voice the new one uh did you see jeremy's video when he was looking at it yeah. first thing he said was this is a home use voice this isn't for a shop he said if i got one in the shop it wouldn't be you used know, I'll stick to be omps that's it that's what I mean, and I, I agree with Jeremy. I mean, Jeremy and TJ don't fucking pull punches when it comes to, like, what they're mm -hmm. using and products and whatever. And yeah. I, I agree with them 100%. You really, there isn't really a vice on the market that can touch either of the, either the, the $300 OMP or if you want to go baller as hell and pay the $359 for the Versa vice with the micro adjust and all that nifty shit that's the one i have if you're and spending yeah. that money you'd spend the extra 50 dollars and get the oh, one yeah. with the micro adjustment wouldn't you i would yeah so, yeah 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 and and, and i gotta admit i stood away from that from that vice for a very long time because of who they had advertising it and i refused to buy it while that woman was associated with it and then someone told me you should really get the vice because it's great. Who gives a shit if she's the one that they have promoting this thing? So I said, I'm going to take my prejudice away from OMP because they let her have one of these for free and had her advertise it. 
I'm going to trust that it's actually good and buy it. I bit the bullet. I bought it. I haven't looked back. I don't give two shits that she ever sullied its reputation by advertising it. Mm-hmm. But that's why I have it now. Now, the Express. Did yours come with her picture on it? No. And if it did, I would have fucking thrown darts on it or burnt it. But um, the arrow saw that we were talking about is the Carbon Express arrow saw. That's it. Yeah. It's like a hundred bucks, whatever it is. It's great. Um, the, <laughs> the, the last chance arrow saw. Uh, yeah. $550. No. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh well, no. at $550, that explains why per arrow you're charging a customer $2 to cut. Because, damn, you got to make up that money somewhere. Uh, oh, God, I yes. wish it was still $2. Most shops up here in the Northeast are charging 3 and a quarter to $4 now. Oh, what? You. Holy yeah. Jesus. shit. shit. If I got and my own arrow sword, I went into On the low end, it's $2.50 to cut an arrow. They leave it at that, cut an arrow. If you have outserts that to be put on or something like that, which requires sanding the outside of the shaft and all that, you're looking at spending about $5 per hour for them to set it up. So wow. what I tell people is if you want me to set up, cut up and set a set of arrows for you, I can cut them for you. Go with God, set them up on your own. No problem. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. want me to do it from start to finish, I'll sell you the arrows. And for a dozen arrows with outserts, I charge about another $40, $44 to get, to get them cut and to spend the hour and a half probably going to take, for me to get them spun right and for me to put on those outserts because black eagle outserts are the best things that you can possibly get but they're a pain in the ass because the density of the outside of the shaft is always a little different you wind up sanding them and you got to get them to spin right and all that's mm-hmm. pain in the ass but some shops are charging five dollars an hour to set them up wow. so i'm like that's a lot of money and they're five dollars an arrow plus the cutting fee and all that and they're already charging a an arm and a leg for the arrows. So there are some people who are making money off this thing, but again, it's all being geared to the guy at home. So now you weren't just last chance blew up to where they are right now. Not because of dealers. They're not selling to archery shops. They're selling to people, um, people at home. And I have two of their presses. Okay. One I have, it's on a stand and the kids work on that when they're here. The other one, which is, to me, the only thing Last Chance has come out with in many years that was worth it for me buying it was their portable press. Yep, that's the one that JJ was talking about. And he's who I got it from. I had oh, an order okay. from him because nobody else had it. <laughs> so mine is nice. It's anodized. It's mm-hmm. silver. Um, and no, this one's black. And it, it comes with a nice case for carrying it. All the fingers, the extra the extra limb stop and everything come with it. Right. So I'm like this thing I bought, I went to home Depot. I bought a set of C clamps and a little bag to keep shit in. I go to the park. I go anywhere we are. I set it up on a table, clamp it down. Boom. I'm ready to go. I got the press going. I can do whatever the hell I want. I bought the, an aftermarket um, drawboard for it that fits right in it. I'm good to go. Right. So that was the one product they've come out with that in the last couple of years that to me, was worthwhile for anybody to get a shop, a coach, anybody who's going to work on bows and needs to take it with them. Because some people buy that, they don't take it with them. They just set it up in their shop because it's cheaper than their other presses, no matter yeah, what. I agree. That's the but one I was foldable, looking at. Yeah. And I would get that if I were you because it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what people look at now. So 
Some people setting it up here. Oh, I just take it with me to park. I have dual purpose for it. And it's not one of these things that if you take it apart 20 times and travel with it, it falls apart. This thing's built like a tank. So the problem I have is instead of gearing that and pushing that sort of thing, you never even hear last chance talking about that product. They talk about all their other shit. that's, That's the most affordable one that makes most sense for people to buy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It really is. Not but, a five and a half hundred dollar arrow saw or a three hundred and fifty dollar <laughs> fletching jig. You've yeah. got to throw more money out if you want a full fletch. Yeah, but not for yeah. nothing. I mean, if you really realistically look at it, I think that's a big mistake on their part. I mean, because look, yep. look how many things we've mentioned in just this episode alone, where it's like this is for the average person. I mean, hell, we were giving props to Bear and to Obsession, OMP for making shit that can be used at home. Like, exactly. there's so many products this year that can be used at home that are. Are, are reasonable Affordable, pro-grade products right, exactly and they're they're great for home shop the person that wants to get into doing shit i mean if you want to follow dudley's shit or whoever you know tutorials that you're following to do your own stuff you know a lot of the, especially with the way the economy is trying to build these super high-end things and trying to promote only that to me this year especially just seems to be a huge mistake on all of their parts because you know, you're going to see in a lot of shows where it's just going to be the same shit over and over where it's going to be guys like that are everyday people like us who happen to have podcasts and they're going to be like, no, I would go OMP. No, I would go yep, this. Yep. I would buy the the travel press because if you got a hunting bow, it's perfect. You can solid mount it or take it on the go with some C-clamps. It's not worth spending the oh, $600. My string derailed on, at, while I was on a hunt. I'm going right back to the truck, pressing right. it and putting the bitch back together yeah. and going back out. I mean, hell, even yeah, that we, other one that's got the, the little <clears throat> pulleys that are 100 bucks, the infield. It, well, it's not the infield. That's, that's a Matthews thing. Oh, this, the synonym. Yes, that thing. That yes. thing works fantastic. It's $100. It's good for quick fixes. Like, if you know, you know, like guys right now that have used it, like, they'll purposely shoot a set of strings, get them in tune, and then take the string off, you know, zip tie or take a twist tie, whatever, yeah. to keep the, the loops yeah. in the same exact spot. And then this way, if something happens to their string in the field, they already know that that string was already stretched, ready to go. They never removed the peep, took it off. Boop. They strap it back on with this little hundred dollar fucking pulley vice and they're done. And they're on the fucking the, yeah. on the run again. You know, the only, the only thing that happened to that thing was with the advent of the wider limbos that came out, mm-hmm. that thing became, became not able to be used on them. Oh yeah. So like well, the newer PSCs, oh, there's a different one now. There's two of them. Because now. the older one. one yeah, because because the other one, the older PSC one, uh, the newer, the older one, because there was one that you would slip between the between the double limbs on each side, and it was like a T, and then it would pull the pull it together as you screwed it together. Yeah. Well, when they came out with the wider limbs, it wouldn't make it all the way. It's supposed to fit across the limb. Right. Gets all the way to the other side. It was in the middle of the limbs. And what would happen was it starts yeah. to turn the limbs inside out and break limbs like that. But if they came out with a newer one, which shouldn't be too hard to do, it just make the fucking tees wider, yep. then that that would fix that problem. But when you buy something like that, you just have to make sure you get the right one. Because if you get the wrong one and try to do that bullshit, then you're going to have some problems. Exactly. But yeah, keeping a little pack of cables that can do that with a wrench is great. Yeah. And it was cheaper to buy that for 80 or 90 bucks or whatever the hell it costs as opposed to buy a whole press rig for like four or $500. But for practical purposes and speed purposes, somebody like me who goes to the range every weekend and has kids that we have to work on the bows all the time, the 
the last chance was a no brainer. I'm like, holy shit. Cause I have another one that's portable that, that a guy made for me on archery talk. Uh, and he was selling them. He doesn't make them anymore, but it's basically a last chance press built exactly the same way, but he had adjustable fingers that caved in and of uh, a safety bar and all the other stuff. But this fucker to walk around with, you'd have to take it apart. It's like eight different parts. It was a pain in the ass, but I did it for years. But when last chance came out with this thing, I'm like, Oh my God, give me that right now. Mm-hmm. And it works fine. It's, it's paid for itself a hundred times since then. Well, not literally a hundred, but it's paid for itself already. And it's a great product, but like I said, they're not marketing the good stuff. They're marketing all their new, I don't know if it costs them less to make these things or whatever it is that they're selling them, but it is weird um, what they're doing now. Well, they I, I can understand it from, a, from you know, a, a business standpoint. You want to sh- always show your flagship shit. You're not yeah. going to show your budget-friendly shit with the exception of Bear. <laughs> But hey, but Bear knocked everybody out of the park this year. That's and my the thing. fact that they that's own the Bear and Trophy Ridge under the same <clears throat> house, and yeah. everything Trophy Ridge this year was fucking kick ass. Even their stabilizer. Yeah, but- the, 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 what the fuck is it called? The shock stop. The first reviews that come out, they're actually hooking up vibration monitors to bows, and it does exactly what it says. The vibration went down immediately twenty five percent. I mean, yeah, they 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 literally came this year. With the yes, we have a flagship, but he, let's showcase our budget model or fr- price friendly, whatever the fuck you want to call it. They made sure everyone saw that. They made sure everyone saw the the all the new sites and all of that mm-hmm. shit. Oh wait, here's the conversion kit in case you want to use your own scope. And like it, it, it's it's I don't know, it, it's just fucking. It's unreal. Just the, it makes just, sense to play to the market, though, where people right, are in financial difficulty, right, doesn't exactly. it? Let's well, that's how Bear is doing we so well. We're gonna yeah, that's the reason why they're going to be doing one. well. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you know, they're going, hey, here, here, hey, average Joe, this is for you. Right. Uh, here, here's one thing. That You're non average Joe. This is for you. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think Bear played the economy. They see what's yeah. going on. They actually, granted, smartest thing. They're in Florida. They're in the fucking freedom's capital of the fucking country right now. So, you know, they see what's going on because, I mean, let's face it, Jacksonville, not Jacksonville, Gainesville area, whatever. It's Gainesville. They're at the right. Um, they're like at that, that hub central where who's moving here, who's going there, who's doing this and whatever. It, they're at that, just that spot where they saw what the rest of the country is going through and they played the fucking market and they played it really, really fucking good. They yeah. really did. They played it, in my opinion, better than everybody in the fucking archery industry right now, besides OMP. But you know, <laughs> when it, no, I'm serious. But when it comes to accessories, Bear Bear's got Trophy Ridge, so they got sights and they got stabs and they got arrow rest. Granted, they didn't show jack shit for arrow rest this year. The last couple of Trophy Ridge arrow rest kind of went wayward and failed horribly, in my opinion. And I tried them all. Um. But their stab did exactly what they said it was going to do. Their digital is a phenomenal side. I know a bunch of people down here to have them now that they added the functionality of being able to swap your fucking scope out with whatever you want to do. I mean, they, they played the market. And the fact that you can have it, you can have different settings for different arrow types. Yes. At a reasonable price. It had multiple profiles yeah. on it for a $300 site. And now if you want to, you can trick that bitch out and put an Ultra View 3 pin on it and, or an HHA scope or what. 
I mean, whatever you want to go with. I mean, they played the market better than fucking everybody this year. See, I really want to see Brandon McDonald review that Trophy Ridge Digital React. Because do you remember when he did all the high-end sites? Yes. And everything he cussed was site tape, site tape, site tape. Mm -hmm. We need something better than site tapes. Why has nobody invented a site that you don't need site tapes on? Right. Trophy Ridge dropped this thing, and he completely fucking ignores it. Yeah. I agree. No, I, yeah, there's no way to disagree with that. I, I think, I think a lot of the people stay away from the Brandon McDonald thing for only one reason. Um, his, his videos are entertaining. His yes. videos are okay. Um, but he kind of comes off as a little arrogant the way he does it because he's this rancher who's living out there buying all this shit and all that. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Well, he's a, real a lot of people. Guy, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't like the way he comes off. And he just made a video like a day or two ago where he said, hey, I know you saw me on YouTube. Somebody drove up in his driveway. He's like, please don't drive to my house if you know where I live. Yeah, somebody, somebody figured out where he lived, didn't they? And Rob yeah. up to say, hello, we watch your YouTube. <laughs> bound to happen. Yeah, you know, bound to happen. So, so some people don't like, you know, the way he comes off with some of the things. I do think that he's very honest in the way he reviews stuff, which is good. Um, I think the most level-headed reviewer out there that more people are paying attention to these days. I mean, to this day, I think the most competent reviewer who's out there is Stephen Hen, no matter what. Oh, yeah, that exactly. guy, he is the 100%. most competent reviewer. Without a doubt. And yeah. then the one who's moved up right into that spot, is keeping up with him. MFJJ, yeah. Even though I think he's under house arrest, but <laughs> we're still thinking bets on that. I'm, I'm waiting for that wide angle shot to see that fucking ankle bracelet. I'll wait till summertime if he's wearing shorts. Ankle bracelet, but whatever, Chris. <laughs> fucking August, he's got long like Levi's on. You're like, mm -hmm. yeah. sudden change of scenery. All of a sudden, he's never been back to the shop. He's starting to wonder. But his reviews are spot on. Yep. And he doesn't yeah. fuck around. He tells you like, you're supposed to be shit. That's like the way it feels. He's like, oh, look at that. That doesn't measure up. This like a little bit off there. He's like, mm, what are they trying to do here? Yeah. So he's very, very. He's finding new ways to describe things to people to tell them what a, what a particular piece of equipment is worth. Like he's measuring riser lengths. He's doing reflex uh, measurements and stuff like that. Nobody yeah. ever does that before. No. Only guys who are in pro shops who know what to look for in a boat. We've done that for a long time, but that wasn't something the public ever saw. Right. He's bringing a lot more of that to the public, his speed tests and everything that he's doing, just like Steven does. He is like, the only thing that no one will ever be uh, able to replace from Stephen, and I really hope he gets out of the hospital soon and gets back to doing his thing, is <laughs> Stephen's reaction when he shoots a bow that he's trying to figure out. He doesn't have the words to describe what he just felt that when dumb he shoots it. Look like. <laughs> he's he's yeah. got two faces sometimes. If he shoots a bow he really likes, he looks like he li just nutted himself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when he first got that fucking elite, <laughs> the, the, the green elite that he bought, that first yeah. arrow, he was like, and oh. He's like, oh my! Oh my. <laughs> He's like, I, 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 I just don't, don't know how to explain it. Exactly. Know, this, this is wonderful. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was, yeah. yeah. Um, when he grabs the next arrow, he's like, let me see if I can repeat that. Funk. Um, but like but Josh is just fucking shot his bolt for the first time, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But Josh Jones is is getting up there as far as how he's being very upfront with people mm -hmm. and being very blunt about it. And I think a lot of people like that blunt sort of 
upfront stuff where you can tell, I think any company can offer him any amount of money and he wouldn't give two flying fucks about it because he's like, no. Uh, in the end, I have to sell this to people and they're coming back to me, not to you, so fuck you. <laughs> That's probably what he's been saying to a company. When That's I pretty much how we are watching, anyways. When I first started watching MFJJ, I thought he came across as a little bit arrogant, a little bit know-it-all. But yeah. then I watched the podcast that he did with Dan Statton and they sat and talked for an hour and a half. And when you discover the wealth of experience the guy's yeah. got, when all his mates were going out partying on a Friday and Saturday night, he was in the shop tinkering yeah. with bows. He was figuring out solutions that manufacturers couldn't. Right. And it's not arrogance he's got at all. It's just sheer weight of knowledge yep. from and 40 experience. years of fucking around with bows, shooting them, tuning them, adjusting them, and finding out answers to questions that other people couldn't answer. And it's just sheer hard work. Yep, and you've got to have so much respect for the guy for, for what he did. You know, like I say, all his mates were out partying. He wasn't. He was in a shop till half one, two o'clock in the morning, working on bows and shooting and finding out how to make him shoot the best. Mm-hmm. But like you, like you said, well, it's you can't the replace first, that kind of experience. The first videos, he came off a certain way. Everybody needs to find their voice after a while, how they're yeah. doing it. Because to be honest with you, like even with my podcast, I didn't find my voice till about the 15th, 18th episode, Same something here. like that, where like, I... 15 in. I'm still trying to Broke find out of my sh- <laughs> I don't No, have you did. Your, 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 um, <laughs> your, your alcohol enhanced rant the other day found your voice. Trust Woo! me. Um, yes, that uh, was lively. Shade. I tell you what, so, the feedback I've had on that was, has been incredible. Just don't have any feedback from your, from your employers. I'm sure the feedback that you get from them will be the last that you ever I get got from them. questions but- about Rich's podcast. <laughs> Wait, Rich, okay. <laughs> well that's why i said i need to do a podcast with him the next day because we gotta clear some shit up (laughs) really i get the messages Um, did you listen to rich's new podcast i'm like yeah 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 bro is your buddy okay i'm like yeah he's fine you sure i'm like what you've never heard an englishman take a rant after he's been drinking jack daniels (laughs) like come on man (laughs) shit if if, if he was australian the word cunt would be getting thrown around like it's going out of fucking style i'm like you kidding me oh god yeah yeah, I swear no. that that episode there were more motherfuckers in the Samuel L. Jackson dude, movie. Man, I was impressed. I was like, "Damn, someone actually <laughs> outcursed me by a lot!" <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> me and okay. my uncle Jack. <laughs> That's it. But but getting back to this guy MFJJ, so nobody gets the wrong opinion of him. He started out a little rough only because he's brought up doing this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, much the same way I was brought up doing this from a very young age from my teacher telling me how to do everything. The difference is that like he brought up, he was brought up in the pro shop side of it. Yes. I was brought yeah. up with a teacher who taught me how to do everything. Mm-hmm. And they're two very different faces that we were both shown. Right. The pro shop side, you see the good, the bad, and the ugly of the customer. And you become a little jaded and a little, and a little numb to acting with people because of it. And there te- tends to be, you're trying to, show somebody how to do something and you do get sometimes that it's not really an attitude it's just like i can't believe you know that i have to explain this 10 times to somebody mm-hmm. and it's only because they're not familiar what you do with, with what you do every day right. your yeah. everyday thing is something different from what they have ever done before so it's like you're not trying to dumb it down for them but sometimes it, it takes you a while before you're able to communicate what you're trying to say 
effectively to people. And it took him a couple episodes before he was able to do it. With me, since I was used to dealing with regular people, not shop people and stuff like that, if I ever were to talk to somebody like that, I would have caught one in the back of the head for my teacher. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I didn't. See, that was the thing. When, but, when I first yeah. seen his videos and stuff, I didn't, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just from being from the Northeast. I didn't get the arrogant vibe. I immediately yeah. got the, this guy knows what the fuck he's talking about because you couldn't blink as fast as he got the damn answer out. Yeah. So to me, it was like, I, 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 but I think the, his approach to explaining it, that in, yeah. in that part, he was a bit rough in the beginning. And now he's That's got what the I'm presentation saying. Communication. Down. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. got the presentation down of how to explain it. Takes it takes practice. But before man. it was like, here's the answer. It was like fucking immediate. It was like, this guy's on point. I'm like, this guy, he, he could run a shop in fucking New York and hang, <laughs> you know? Oh, God, yeah. So I watched that podcast he did with Dan Statton. It was about an hour and a half long. Yeah. And it gave such an insight to him. And he's one of my, my go-to YouTube channels now. Oh, I've got so much respect for the guy, and I love what he does. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I, I pretty much watch every one of his videos that comes out now. Yeah. Something yeah. comes so I, out, and I I'm watching it as soon as it lands. I think it's just a certain way that people learn how to communicate. Um, when I teach and when I do my podcast, I try to keep it as simple as possible mm -hmm. and be like, this is how you do it because the average person can understand it. It, right. gets a, it, it takes a little bit to be able to do that. But once you're there, as long as you can keep it going and not make it too dumbed down and just make it so the average person can understand, everybody will understand you and everyone will be a lot happier with you than they will be when they go out to a shop and the guy's like talking down to him like what do you mean you don't understand what arrow paradox is like i don't have to explain this shit to you i'm just telling you this is what paradox is unfortunately most guys in shops don't even fucking know what paradox means so yeah. it's like a, a different breed of people in shops these days the really good shops do know about it it's just you know the, the regular shop that opens up in some places they don't care enough they just want to get someone out the door because they're trying to stay alive it's not their fault it's just how the business is both shops were not designed to make money they really weren't i think somebody like josh jones has got it going good because his business has has evolved into an online one and he's probably making a killing online and being able to work from home under house arrest is probably helping too <laughs> <laughs> i'm waiting for that email so fuck yourself assholes i'm not under house arrest <laughs> Show me, show me, show me a video outside the I house. I want to see your ankles. <laughs> Seriously, I, 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 I like the new dick pic. Nice. You see a photo of an angle, an ankle. Oh shit! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my, oh my God! What did I get started here? I'm so glad um, nothing I do is monetized. Oh God! Uh, oh no, I. I could have monetized my podcast a long time ago and they even, you know, anchor calls me and they're like, do you want to monetize the podcast? I'm like, no, fucking oh, yeah. I get them all the time. I, <laughs> I, I got it. Like I get them all the time. Now I get uh, sponsorship fucking things. I get, do you want to monetize this and that? And I'm like, no, well, you're doing enough downloads on every episode. You obviously haven't listened to the shit that comes out. I was going to say that I haven't sat and listened, have they? No, 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 not at all. Yeah, because as soon as, yeah, well, go ahead and monetize me because you're not going to. Like, you know, I, no, <laughs> it's not. It, it, but it's fine. I mean, I, I mean, I, we, I don't do this to be a pro. I do this to have a good time and give oh, people, so, yeah. you know, everyone knows why I do mine and it has to do with the kids and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I get to this day, I get, 
two, three emails a month. Would you like to try this product on us and just give us a positive review? Where they actually fucking say it in the yeah. email. Oh, I've got no. Give us a positive review. I'm yeah. like, you, so I no. wrote back like, what if I don't like it? Well, then we're not interested in having you review it. So already you tell yep. me I have no option other than to give you a positive review. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So fuck off. I don't fucking think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've gotten several of those. A majority of them are from overseas and stuff like that. And it's been, you know, well, we'll send you this product as long as we get a good review. Well, what if your product's shit? You know? Well, in my yeah. case, two of the ones I got in the last six months are from very big, well-known companies here. And their marketing team literally said it that way. We're not interested in poor reviews and poor reviews will not be accepted nor tolerated. And will in one, you know, they sent me over a sample contract for it in the package. Oh my they God, they me. send you a TOS? Holy shit. Yeah. And they, they sent me all that before they sent me any product. And they said, here's our TOS. Here, here's this. And in the writing, it actually said that if I publish a negative review for their product, that I would then be in default and responsible for the retail price of the products they sent me. All right. For anyone so who's like, also listening, TOS is terms of services or commitment, yeah. sheet, basically. So in case and you're I'm wondering like, what that was. So what it's saying is either give it a positive review or pay for the shit. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Like, can I just send it back if I don't give it a positive? No. If we send it to you, you give us a negative review. <laughs> you will be charged for the product. I'm like, fuck you. I don't yeah, think no, so. No. And both the companies had like carbon copy TOSs that were sent in the packages. So I'm like. You can guarantee they're using the same digital marketing agency, aren't they? Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it, it, it is. You know, crazy. not for nothing. You know, I would, I, would, I, would, I would love the company to send a product to any of us. And go, I don't care if you like it, don't like it, love it, whatever. Give me a positive review and and it is what it is. It this is yours for basically free to test and do whatever you want. I would then turn around and go, Yeah, this is a piece of shit, but they know it might be a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, no. Like I, I even said that to people. I'm like, if you want to send me a product and I don't like it and I find a defect in it, whatever, I will gladly try it out and, and then send you the feedback, not release a review for it, and then you can fix it, whatever. And I'll, you know, I'll even pay to ship the fucking product back to you. And I've gotten a reply of no. It's if we send you it, we demand a positive review and i'm sorry that shit's not gonna happen so you've seen the same wording i've seen oh yeah, yeah it's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. what they say yeah. most of them were up until this year they were never bold enough to send a tos in the fucking email package that yep. they sent to me but now they do yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. i would like if any of you people ever said anything to me i still have a copy of that tos that i will throw out there on the internet for people to fucking read right. about what you're saying to people because it is completely fucking bullshit it is and other companies yeah, are you know, here's this. We want a positive review or say nothing. That's it. I'm like, really? Oh, okay. how people in this industry are me, so me, I would desperate just be to make a name or so desperate to be sponsored that they'll do it? There are people who will do this. And I know for a fact that there were people who did that with that site that we mentioned before. Yes. Because it was just too much of it going around and too much. Oh, this is the greatest thing since cheese, including some very popular people. And you'll notice that one of the people who didn't go down that boat was MFJJ. He didn't say anything about that fucking site. Nope. He was like, yeah, I'm not going there. But 
everybody else did. They're like, oh, it's wonderful. It's a great. The minute I saw the angled fucking slide bar, I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. Because, yeah, theoretically, it makes sense. But I can't get a sight tape program that's going to work for that because you just took the fucking bar, which is the one constant they have, and fucked that all up. So We can fix it with the total peep. Oh my god! <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. Yes. Fucking total people. <laughs> I had to. I, I, I'm, I'm still like intrigued about to, how the taper is. I really want to. I got to buy one just to try it. That, that's really, really disturbing me. Oh, by the way, did you know that OMP makes bows too? Yes. <laughs> and they make bow kits, recurves, ILF bows. It's, yes, it's it's mainly it's, recurves. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. They're everywhere now. Uh, yeah. the, the total peep concept. Engineer developed and tested by expert archers and bow hunters. I'd like to know one of them who did test it because there's nobody that I know. Uh, light blocking anti-rotation misses design. It prevents impact change. It prevents impact. I know how they do it already, and it's okay, it's stupid. But <laughs> that was, allows up to 40 degrees of peep rotation. Do you know why that is? Well, that's 20 because degrees in each direction from zero. Yeah. 20 degrees in each direction from zero right. because they're building it like a funnel. Right. That's what I'm the saying. Inside. There's a taper inside. Yeah. It. It's a double yeah. taper. Yeah, they're, tapered. They're, they're, there's a funnel. Wider and it tapers down into the middle. Yeah, which is, even if you turned it, you still haven't turned to the point where the funnel itself turns. So you've got 20 degrees of movement, which I'd still have to see that actually work, but I can understand how they could try to propose something like that working. But looking at their site, I'm like, yeah, why don't I believe this? <laughs> but okay. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's 20 degrees of rotation with a baffle on the other side. Okay. Uh, I can see it, but I can't see it. I still don't get it because I've seen some strings turn so much. You're not going to tell me they're not going to they're not going to be affected by it. But oh yeah. That's. I just want to try one for the hell of it because I want to see if this claim is true. And I know for a fact the inertia just the string does like to walk slightly. So yeah. And but that's I mean, also, total, I mean, don't get me wrong, that string already probably has six, seven hundred shots on it. And I, I haven't had time to tape, you know, I still have to get the EVL new string, so I haven't had any time to do anything. Um, so I, you know, normally I would just bring it back down to Jeremy, let them retweak it, adjust everything because, you know, the whole, you know, I got to get the string settled and I just haven't been back. So, and I, like I said, I still need strings on the other bow. That, that's funny because it turns out that their main business is not peeps. <laughs> their, their main business appears to be hunting guiding. Mm -hmm. They're selling hunts Ooh. and stuff like that. And they they're, they're a guide company that happens to sell peeps. That's how they're staying in business and all that. And if the peeps make the, make the money, more power to them, to them. You know what I mean? It's, it's all it's, about the side hustle. It's oh, all yeah. about the side hustle, unfortunately, these Come days. On. One thing doesn't keep you going. Um, oh. But if total peeps listening to this, there's four of us on this podcast. Send us four fucking peeps and let us try it. Yeah, Do you I'm dare? I, I will <laughs> Do you dare try to send that to us to let us try it? I'll buy the shipping to the UK. <laughs> I bet they do. <laughs> do, you, do you risk the brutal honesty that these oh, four it's people? All, it's all about it. the brutal That's, honesty. Uh, you know, and, uh, hey, it is what it is. But all right, I think we've covered so many topics today. <laughs> It's gonna it's gonna take people a this week to listen to this. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I was gonna record a podcast after this. I don't fucking think so. I think we had to, we ran over that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah Want to um, do an uncensored? Don't be that guy. Oh, 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 oh. Now's yes. the time to do it, sir. 
We want it. We want it. You know the listeners <laughs> want it, Angel. You well, know. Let, let, let me look at it like this. Um, of all the things we've discussed today, I, I, what I is, we got the topic. Yeah. What, what Don't is be the, the asshole company that... <laughs> <laughs> that does what? Hey, don't be the asshole company that fucking lies to everybody and takes advantage of the poor motherfucker who's out there making a simple dollar but's gonna take food off his plate to buy your fucking bullshit that isn't even fucking real and then go home and find out holy shit I didn't feed my fucking kids because you motherfuckers lied and this shit doesn't fucking work well, guess what? I guess you marketing motherfuckers may find feel all nice and good because you're like there and you're little fucking hippie motherfuckers who do this and never leave their fucking house because you're sitting there in your fucking pajamas and your fucking little boy shorts. They look like Daisy Dukes on you skinny motherfucker. And you're like, oh, no, let's find a way to market this with great fucking graphics and make it sound so fucking great when the company said this is what it does. But I made it sound like it does 20 other fucking things. And the company said, we didn't say that. Well, guess what? For marketing, you fucking did. Who cares if it really doesn't do that? Well, guess what? I'm John Q. Public, who just bought your motherfucker, and now it's getting hammered up the ass because I can't pay for my food on the table for my kids to fucking eat. Well, guess what, homie? You know what may happen in this day and age? I may go find your little hippie ass, and I'd be like, guess what? I bought your shit. My kids didn't eat. You know what's going to happen now? I'm going to fucking do something to you. But, you know, we don't do uncivilized things like that. So we're just going to try to calm down. We're going to be normal fucking human beings, even though you and your hippie fucking, oh, my God, sit at home, Chad ass, never fucking does anything nice for the common people. All we're going to say, instead of beating your ass to a pulp, which you probably deserve for lying as much as you do, you motherfucker, all we're going to do, we're going to sit here and say, guess what? What comes around goes around. Go fuck yourself because I'm sure one of these days we'll be crossing the street and someone's fucking brakes will fail and run your ass over and guarantee this shit never fucking happens again. There, I said it. You happy? There we go. Now my angel needs blood pressure medication. <laughs> well, before, the greatest I, don't be that guy yet. Yes, yes, no, wow. I've had a couple other ones that I can really pack away. But Jeez. no, before oh. when I went on mute, um, I have a little pill pack that keeps all my pills that I have to take. I take pills three times a day. Well, my cat decided she was unhappy because I was not paying attention to her. Oh. So she grabbed the fucking pill pack when my alarm's going off for me to take it and ran to the fucking living room with it. So nice. I put myself on mute, go chase this little one. Get my fucking pills back. Otherwise, I can't fucking find him. Like, oh shit. And I dropped dead on the podcast. So that was gonna fucking happen. We're good. I'm still alive. But that Chad advertiser out there can go fuck himself because they they all have one. They're carbon copies of each other because they're trained in the same, probably same fucking school of advertising how to lie effectively, not shoot effectively, how to lie to the customer effectively and get the fuck away with it. Because that's what they do. That's right. <laughs> Into that one. All right. So, Angel, let everyone know where they can find you so we can close this one out. My God, this is ending on a hop. I'm, I'm tearing up from laughing so hard. <laughs> I think we all are. I think I pissed myself a little. So, in the notes, in the notes, just put just put down 
if you don't want to listen to everything, just listen to the last five minutes because that's where the show really gets. Yeah, I gotta a put that spicy. in notes. The last five minutes of "Don't Be That Guy." Jesus Christ! <laughs> You've always wanted me to do an uncensored one, and I kind of stood miles on this one because there's other people where I named them specifically that I could have gone to. But I didn't. I kept this advertiser-centric. Oh, shit. There's other ones. The next time we do a podcast together, I'll give you something I've been holding back for many years. But okay, <laughs> from now on, we'll just say this. Anytime <laughs> Angel's on the Austin or Archers, the uncensored, <laughs> don't most be that guy. obliterated, don't be that guy. We'll be here. That's it. So when you I'm hear Angel's that. in the podcast, you know something's in for a treat at the end. <laughs> I, 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 I just I, wanted. I, you'll I, just become the Samuel L. Jackson of archery. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be black sheep, bro. So the so these fucking <laughs> these 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 archery company executives are listening to your show, and they have someone specifically appointed. Listen to the show this week. See what the fuck they talked about, and then when they give a review to the to the executive, like. Oh yeah. No, was there I, was there don't be that guy referring to us? That, that has already <laughs> happened. We actually got, doing that this week. Was he talking about us? No, no, that's happened before. Well, people are assuming it's us because that has happened before where we get the message from our buddy that's like, um, I, I think the guys on Easton are talking about you guys right now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, go to this podcast number at this time. And I'm like, all right, cool. He's like, yeah, and there's this one archery podcast where they curse like crazy. I'm like, well, there's two of us, really. He's like, it's us and Wobbly Arrow, so it's one of the two. You know? And I'm like, there's a 50-50 chance it's us. Eh, oh, fuck. When I did, I did, a, I did a, a coaching podcast, and I lost it on the Don't Be That Guy that even – even that that uh, that Chad Archer, you know, he he put out a little video about like because I was so right when I was talking about coaches yeah. and their responsibilities and shit like that. But I got so upset and don't be that guy talking about coaches who sit around their fat asses. I hate to tell you, but in the Northeast, most of these fucking coaches are like big fat motherfuckers who just sit there and do nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like I was talking about one specific guy and five different fucking guys emailing me like. I'm sorry if you really think I'm coming off that way. Oh, Jesus <laughs> like, no, bro, it's not you. <laughs> yeah, but if, if, you, if, if, you believe, if you believe archery hooligan, the only reason they're sitting down when they're, when they're coaching kids is they can't stand up close to the ground. There you go. That's it. But getting back to our exit strategy here. Yes. So you can, you can find and contact me on highpowerarchery.com. New website, just completely redesigned. Go there, check it out. Let me know what you think. Whatever, don't care. Um, it's all good. Actually, I do care. I need the feedback. Um, and Angel's show our... is actually family friendly, not like this. <laughs> yeah, I don't do this shit on my show. No, no, and, no. And no, my no, kids no. are forbidden to listen to this. this. This is Adam's family friendly. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. So you can find me. Parents, though. Yes. <laughs> you, you, you can find me at highpowerarchery.com. Fill out the contact for the contact form. There's other stuff about Joad programs and all that sort of on there. Um, you can find my podcast the high power archery podcast anywhere you find podcasts and god it's cleaner than this <laughs> and <laughs> you can email me at highpowerarchery.com we have our new um keep it moving channel which is having you set goals whether it's weight loss shooting better whatever it's a separate channel we have on youtube as well um and yeah that's about it if you 
check out our channels. Be sure to like and subscribe so you can stay in tune with updates. Make sure that you like and subscribe to their podcast here so you can stay stay in tune with their updates too. Because if you're just interested in learning how to cuss more effectively, Anthony and the rest of us will be glad to fucking teach you about that. We specialize. Because... We both originate from New York. So yes, if anybody knows how to tell someone to go fuck themselves, we're the ones who know how to fucking do that. We know how to do it the so, PC yeah. way. Okay, and yeah. the I'm, blaming, way. I'm blaming you guys for being a bad influence on me. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, really? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rich, let everybody know where this. they can find you, Rich. Right, Archery Geek Outdoors. Uh, you can reach me on email, archerygeekoutdoors at gmail.com. Uh, I've just started a Facebook page for the podcast. So get over there and give it a like. Go on, shameless bit of self or in there. Uh, <laughs> yep. Same, same as Angel. You can find the Archery Geek Outdoors podcast on all the podcast hosting platforms. Uh, sometimes I'm clean, sometimes I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Daniels influence. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Uncle Jack. No. Or Jose. That's it. He's a good guy too. Ah, uh, you know what? I've I've never had a proper session on tequila. Oh. Jesus Christ. I dread to think what I'd be like on tequila. Yeah, exactly. Wait, I've I done the remember me but... when you say challenge accepted. Oh. The Jose episode. <laughs> it just occurred. What, what just occurred to me is we should probably do one of these where we're recording it with the four of us on here, but do it on a Facebook Live at the same fucking time. Dude, we would get banned immediately. Oh. Not yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Or well, do a YouTube Live because you can talk all you want and get demonetized. You're not going to get monetized anyway. That is true. Yeah. So, that is true. So we can record this for you YouTube go live. live. Twitter, cool. That means you, you have to actually have your shit. picture in the window. Oh, I will. Trust me, I will. And I'll be in costume. Trust me. Nice. <laughs> so, we yeah, I think Monk we could probably face. do it on, on a yeah, YouTube I live. I can hide this awesome beard <laughs> from the audience is much longer. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, if I knew where it was, I've got the perfect hat to go with that beard. It's a woolly Viking hat with woolly horns oh, on the side. There you go. That's it. <laughs> All right, folks, let's get the hell out of here. I'm Anthony of the Off Center Archers. I'm Dougie. And you can reach us on Instagram. Everything is under Off Center Archers, offcenterarchers at gmail.com. If you want to throw jokes or send us a message, whatever, people have been reaching out to me on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. If you got something particularly for Doug, send it to me. I can always forward it over to Doug because I'm the one that controls our social media kind of. Doug sends me photos and I upload shit and videos on our TikToks and all of that bullshit. So everybody have fun. Hopefully you enjoyed this uh, episode of... Four dudes who just like to have fun talking shit. And while we're not under house arrest. While we're not under house arrest. So everybody <laughs> yeah, we know. Ankle monitors. Get out there, have fun, go shoot, enjoy.